Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas! Fellas? Fellas. Hey. Hey, you, di- you didn't get that last week uh, for you guys listening, but uh, oh yeah, drinking some good shit. Um, awesome interview we just got done doing. Um, obviously, you guys know when we do interviews... We have to sometimes post-record the interviews just based on time frames and getting things right for you guys. But uh, that being said, Caleb, how you doing today? Ah, great to be here, guys. We're smoking something great, drinking something great, great pairing, great interview, a great time with the fellas. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. Gio, how you doing, bro? I'm doing great. You know, really got to enjoy that episode. You know, good bottle, you know. Definitely an interview that you guys are going to enjoy and, you know, love these type of times when we get to bring extra great content. I'd love to say I apologize for how long this episode is, but I don't apologize even a little bit. Uh, If you guys enjoy good conversation from guys in this industry who would literally do anything for you, uh, you guys can just get bent because this guy's fucking amazing. He deserves all the time he wants to spend with us. Um. Yeah, that's that's really all I can say. Uh, obviously, we had just got finished doing an interview with Oliver Nouveau from United Cigar Group. Uh, dude, what a wealth of knowledge. One. Two, what a guy that's so passionate about the industry. And then three, this dude's generosity and just how well-spoken and nice this guy is is just... Dude, it's like second to none. What do you think, G? Yeah, I I love talking with Oliver. One, you know, he has a similar sense of humor as us, so definitely makes for great conversation. You know, can appreciate Caleb's incredibly inappropriate humor as much as we do. This guy will literally say anything. Um, there's something wrong with this dude. Yeah. Just wait to uh, some future episodes and what I say at PCA. Oh, God. Um, well, obviously... When I said to get bent, guys, I was clearly joking. Um, some somebody out there's like, man, fuck this guy. I'm unsubscribing. I'm unsubscribing, what David. Does that even mean? David. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, this guy is so fucking awesome. But I want to just obviously we're done with the cigars. This interview took forever. But uh, Geo, yeah, what did we smoke? Well, before we get into that, I do want to thank our sponsor of our show. Uh, we are. Sponsored by Crownheads, based out of Nashville. You know it. You love it. John Huber, Mike Condor, and you know everyone else involved with that company. We always appreciate you, John. Thank you again for the uh, nice little mini care package, the new official Crownheads gear you sent us. We always, you know, appreciate the love. Yeah, we all rock something here. Except Yo, Caleb. we're always rocking fucking Crownheads. Just I, so you I got know, a nice if hair- you're not, yeah. I got a nice haircut. I didn't want to like wear a hat today. Caleb, you know what? It looked really nice with that flamingo shirt. A nice Crownheads hat. It, How it, many I, do you have now? Three hundred. I, yeah. I got a. I got a bunch, guys. I got a bunch. So if you, so you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I got the hookup. And guys, <laughs> make sure you're on the lookout. We reviewed it a few episodes back. Mildius Maduro in stock in a lot of places. It's a great fucking cigar. We mentioned that it would be at retailers. By now, it is definitely hitting your retail shelves. 
Check out that Mel Diaz Maduro. That thing is fantastic. You guys are absolutely going to love it. All you fans of Connecticut Broadleaf out there, make sure you guys are checking that cigar out because that shit is fucking bomb. Gio, what are we smoking today? What did we smoke today? Sorry, past tense. So with Oliver, we are going to be smoking the Alfonso Grand Selection Estelaris. The Estelaris is going to be their Robusto size of it here. It's five and a half by 54 ring gauge and comes in a variety of sizes. Great fucking cigar. This is, you know, in that super premium category. Uh, They're out now, but guys, they're, they're moving quick. They do 200 boxes of each size, and then you just got to wait for them to put out the next rendition of them. Uh, as you'll hear in the episode, you know, uh, Oliver talks about the process that went into throwing these bad boys out. And, you know, I can't wait for you guys to see this interview and you can see what we thought of this wonderful, wonderful cigar. Uh, I mean, we've talked so much about how amazing the cigar was, but uh, let's not take a let's not let it take a back seat to how great this whiskey was. Um, I just want to thank you, Gio, for bringing us and blessing the lounge with this fantastic pour. Uh, Caleb, what did we drink today? This actually was a fantastic pour. I totally agree with you. We are drinking Lucky 7, the holdup. This is batch 8, so this is a release date of October 2023. Uh, it is made by Lucky 7 Spirits. It is a straight bourbon. Uh, dis- the distillery is sourced from undisclosed Kentucky distilleries, so more than one. Uh, it is 100 proof, aged 9 years. The mash bill is undisclosed. has a very nice, bright, golden color to this. Um, MSRP on this is around anywhere from 100 to $120 per bottle. Um, I don't know what kind of taste you guys picked up, but man, this made a great pairing with the cigar that we had. I got a lot of caramel, vanilla, and a lot of baking spice as well. So maybe a little bit of apple as well. But uh, very good pairing. I got a little bit of a cold, and I don't think it's any kind of uh, coincidence. Me and Caleb Bull tried to open this bottle the other day. He said that he bit it, and then I also <laughs> bit it, and me. now I have a cold. <laughs> I haven't been sick in months. Uh, all of a sudden, this fucking mutant with his terrible immune system just brings every disease under the sun. So, uh, yeah, I would not recommend biting your bottles open, but you know what? Sometimes in the lounge, shit happens. So, uh, Geo, I also want to throw it out there. Stop trying to fucking one-up me, bro, when it comes to the bottle. Stop. Bro, no, I just feel like an asshole. I'm not going to bring, like, this, you know, bullshit. You always come with their, your fucking heat. I So we're, we're following this up with the Jefferson's Tropics Aging Humidity, mm-hmm. um, another fantastic bottle that we all enjoyed. Uh, dude, chill, bro. Chill. You're not going to win this war. You <laughs> won't win this war. Am I losing though? I'm getting to try great whiskey every single time. And and dude, Whoa. as as the beneficiaries of this this feud, Caleb's sitting there like, I'm gonna Stupid. buy the thir- the thirty dollar <laughs> bottle of Green River next episode. We're all winners, actually, dude. Don't even say that because I was thinking about Green River. <laughs> don't even See, See? Yeah, but maybe if I can find that single barrel or that rye out there, you know, yeah. we're, we're in for a treat. I so, know where I, I saw the single barrel. It's thirty nine dollars. If you oh, want me to bad. tell you where I thought it, it was is. more, I thought yeah. it was more. Well, all so, right. Well, enjoy that thirty-nine dollar bottle, guys. <laughs> now, uh, one thing I did want to touch. So, I did pick this specific one. There were two options. Uh, one was a lot higher proof point, and so typically when we smoke super premiums, I like to give the cigar its due, and those high proof whiskeys tend to overpower sometimes. With the cigars meant to be more of a delicacy, like there's some spice bombs, obviously that can stand up to that. But this was a nice little hundred proofer, and 
I'm going to tell you right now, uh, as a person who does enjoy like a super premium cigar, I'm glad you didn't kill us with like, you know, some kind of a proof whore situation. I know you guys are out there. It's fine. I'm a little bit of a proof whore sometimes myself, but uh, this cigar, I think, deserved yeah. to not be overpowered by the taste of a very strong, hot whiskey. Yeah, I would get like. If you can handle it and not fry your palate, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but like something like a stag that's like crazy high, like gasoline, and you're smoking a cigar that you paid, you know, good money for and it's expensive. I want to taste the cigar and enjoy the whiskey. Like, I don't want to just taste whiskey. I don't normally do this, but let's dive right into that episode uh, with Oliver Nouveau from United Cigars. Enjoy, fellas. So, uh, Gio, why don't we uh, introduce our guest? Gio's on mute. No, no. no Gio no. will be on mute, but you will be able to hear him. <laughs> yes. I promise oh, you. Right. Yeah. Right. You got we voice here there. So we are here for the second time. Oliver Nouveau from United Cigars. Oliver, how you doing, what brother? Up? I'm good, man. Just getting back from, uh, well, I got back this weekend from TPE in Las Vegas and uh, still adjusting to the, to the red eye jet lag old body that whole thing but doing well how was tpe mm-hmm. well i i i think it depends on who you you talk to okay right really? since we're since we're having the conversation uh i'll tell you that for for us it was it was a good show it wasn't um you know i felt like the attendance on the premium cigar side as far as retailers go and maybe PCA members go. The uh, the attendance was a little bit lower than years past because there was a panic that kind of hit the room on on the first on the first day, the Wednesday, um, because there was there was a flow. Obviously, every you know the show floor opened up for retailers at noon, so there was a nice flow. We had um, you know some existing uh, retailers that came through, and everyone was placing orders. Everyone was in a good mood, and then it just it really thinned out and across the board. Uh, we we usually have two booths in the, the cigar pavilion, so we share it with other other manufacturers. But right across from us, we had uh, EP Carrillo. There was uh, you know, Christoph and uh, Perdomo. So kind of gauging from them as well. So, but everyone there was a, a little, you know, um, you know, in, in the shadows. You hear the you know the the grumblings and um, you know that it was a little slower. Then the next day, kind of it kind of filled in. And it was good. And then I think, you know, again, when I say it, it depends on who you speak to, for us, uh, it, was, it was a good show because our portfolio is so vast. Like we, don't, we don't showcase our, you know, our, our selected tobacco lines outside of Bandolero. Uh, we don't put Atabay Byron or, or uh, Alfonso out. Um, but we have in our portfolio, we have over 20, 25 different lines. And those range anywhere from two dollars all the way up to the seventy-five. So, um, you know, we were able to set up meetings with uh, distributors and wholesalers for um, a lot of our United Core lines. And um, in fact, you know, our, our classic is our, is our bundle that did really well. That's that's available in four different wrappers: uh, Connecticut, Cuban, Cameroon, and Maduro. And the uh, the bundles retail for you know right around sixty dollars. So it's a great. You know, it's a great bundle, great price, great cigar, and uh, and that was it. That was it at the show, and then um, our Firecracker Connecticut that we just launched uh, at the TPE was uh, was a big draw, which which is which is really, I mean, that's it's humbling 
um, you know, when people are coming by and, you know, talking about firecracker and then they wanted to see the, the Connecticut, but you know, Connecticut shade is, is just a big winner for everybody. So overall to answer your question, uh, you know, long winded, it was, uh, it was a good, it was a good show for us. Let's get to the real question. Did you get to meet Chris Brown or Dennis Rodman? I heard they were floating around the floor. Mike Tyson was there. What? Billy, uh, Billy, Billy Gibbons was there. Hmm. ZZ Top just did a. They, they just did a cigar, I think, with Debonair. So yeah, a lot of look that that side of the business. The you know, so TP is a total. It's called Total Product Expo. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, and uh, you got vapes and glass pipes and CBDs and Delta eight, nine, ten, whatever. Um, you know, all sort all sorts of stuff for for the um, smoke shops. Right, so it's not just premium cigar retailers; it's all smoke shops. So it's a massive show. It's two two floors, and um, and you have a lot of the celebrities that uh, have have kind of tied into a weed. lot of the vape, <laughs> and vape companies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Tyson's yeah, Tyson. got his own weed, yeah. so that makes sense right. why he was there. So they're yeah. just uh, in a way like I'm I'm guessing some of them are just like endorsers of the product. Yeah, they, I think they license. There's a licensing agreement, so they can their names can be used and images and. So yeah, it was uh, a celebrity-driven uh, show, so or I, a riddled show. So I did see. Um, obviously, you touched on the the Connecticut uh, firecracker being released at TPE. You said it was uh, recepted <laughs> pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean that that's got to be a first, right? That's probably the lightest shade that you guys have ever done on that uh, particular cigar, right? Yeah. So the firecracker is interesting because it it started out with just well, it started out in two thousand seven. Right, and only one wrapper as an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, and has been. Um, and that's been the one outside of collaborations that's been on the market. A firecracker is just kind of known for the that you know, fuller bodied, spicier, shorter uh smoke. And last year at the PCA show, we released the, the Black Bomb, which was originally in five packs. Um, but I wanted to put it into a box just to, to have you know better presence on the shelves. So we introduced the Maduro last year, and then this year the line extension just kind of made sense to go to uh, to have a Connecticut available. So I was sitting around smoking uh, the Black Bomb last night. Uh, by the way, thank you for you know. Oh, you got the yeah, yeah. Appreciate yeah, that, that, that was that, that yeah. cure package was a treat. But uh, I was smoking. I like, I, we like to be prepared. <laughs> Very yeah. sweet of you. So I was smoking the Black Bomb last night playing Call of Duty. I tried to do a little research on it. I'm like, what the hell is this rapper? What the hell is it? It's like all the undisclosed. Crazy. Is it all? A, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I couldn't find yeah. any information on it. So it is, it's a Mexican uh, San Andres rapper. Okay. Oh, uh, you heard Indo- it here yeah, first. Indonesian. Nah, I, it's yeah. probably out there. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely <laughs> out there. I just maybe, maybe I was, had a too many, in. yeah, too many pops. It's been known to happen around here. Got a little too into the game. Yeah, it's been less no- into the research. It's been known to happen in the garage. You have a couple extra yeah. pops. At least you don't got to make it fire to get home, or you can just sleep right here. I know the last time we talked to you, lay, lay your head down. You had just, you guys have just had just finished up the collaboration with EP Carrillo mm-hmm. with that uh, the Pledge Firecracker. Um, very great. successful project, I might add. Uh, really, really good cigar. You're talking about yeah, hard, like, and hard not to be right with you know, I'm not taking credit for it. I'm saying hard not to be when it's EP Korea. I mean, I mean, you're looking at like a 35, 40 minute cigar. You can get it done pretty quickly, and the flavors all there. What a fantastic blend! What a fantastic cigar that was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Firecracker line as a whole, like. 
the regular production, the collabs you guys do, they stay in my rotation. That size is just ideal for work. Is it three by fifty or three and a half by fifty? Three and a half by fifty. Okay, yeah, it's a good yeah. uh, driving stick when you're on a short ride to work or something like that. There and back, will get it. It'll get the job the done. The commuter stick. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's what I, I call it—the commuter. It's a, it's a good, you know, the, the size is a little deceiving, right? Because it's shorter; it's three and a half, but it does have a fifty ring gauge, so it it will provide about, you know, you said about thirty, you know, thirty minutes. Yeah, forty, thirty to forty-five minutes, easy. Per- you know, perfect. Just depending cigar. on how you smoke, but yeah, you can rifle that back uh, pretty quick in twenty, yeah. twenty thirty minutes, or you can you know enjoy it and um, and have a half hour plus smoke. So yeah. So, I mean, I was going to follow this up, I think, perfectly here with, so, you know, last time we had talked, it was prior to uh, PCA last year, and then we, you guys are fresh off, you know, a cigar of the year with the Alfonso Anejo number two, and I think three, I'm sorry, the three, three, Yep, number three, and, you know, a natural follow up. So right now we're smoking with you on here, the new grand selection I don't remember what the size was of it. The that's uh, the robusto one that isn't the torpedo, but uh, yeah, the names are tricky. The Estrellas. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but well, Estelaris. 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 So obviously, with Alfonso following up, you know what was a highly, highly acclaimed cigar in you know 2023, and this grand selection, which you know came towards the tail end. What do you? you know, What's the feelers with this guy? What came in it? And tell us a little bit more about this one. So the the grand selection, similar to the Byron 1850 and the Alfonso Añejo, is also aged uh, for the five years in a separate aging room with the with the five seeders, but then also with the Spanish or sorry the with the French oak. Um, so those three lines uh, just added the French oak. So and, and I think. With that darker Ecuadorian wrapper on the Estrellas and the Bandelier or Byron 1850, it takes on a different, a totally different um, complexity than the Añejo with the, you know, lighter Ecuadorian Connecticut shade wrapper. So um, yeah, for me that that uh, that line is a nice medium uh, medium bodied uh, cigar. It's got um, it has the Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. It uses uh, Peruvian Nicaraguan uh, fillers and. Um, it's been, yeah, it's been doing well for us. Um, but we, you know, it's been some interesting, uh, feedback, uh, out there, but, uh, it's been, yeah, it's been good. And it, it just came back in stock. We went, uh, we launched it last year and only 200 boxes were released of each size. So that, uh, that went quick at the, at the BCA and, uh, you know, wrapping up the year. And then, uh, and then now we just got it back in stock. So, uh, should be back out on, uh, on the shelves here shortly. Yeah. I guess the better question is how we, what do you guys think you're smoking it? So I'm so far enjoying it. So when I smoked the Anejo last year, like I was really, really blown away by it. Like, cause you hear, oh, it's cigar of the year and there's like 30 cigars of the year. Like, so right. obviously I think, you know, me personally, I think Half Wheel has a little bit more uh, clout to it, if, in my opinion. So when I see that, I'm like, oh, I got to try this here. And it was fantastic. But even that, like, you know, I was down in Florida on a vacation Came back with the shorts of that one, the number one. Yeah, the number one. For the guys, smoked that there. Enjoyed yeah. the no tobacco tax. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. Especially those things get a little up there, but. Yeah, yeah especially here. Yeah, Florida's doing it right. Yeah, yeah. you ain't lying. 
Well, I gotta say, so far smoking this cigar, just like right away on the first cold draw, it was like dark chocolate. And it was so good. So I feel like uh, for the rest of the cigar, gonna be a nice treat for us. So I was talking to, so I was kind of trying to decide. I was talking to Mister United himself, our boy Nick. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, what should, what, what cigar do you think we should do? He's like, oh, try and do the Atabay Black. If not, do the Grand Selection. And I said, all right, tell me a little about the Grand Selection. And he, he pretty much summed it up. He said, that cigar is fucking amazing. That's really all I'm going to say about it. So I trust his palate, especially in the United world. Yeah. yeah. He smokes yeah, a lot of United. Yeah. He's a, he's a tremendous supporter. Um, and, uh, and always, you know, he's funny because he's always like, all right, I'm done. I'm done buying. I have enough cigars. And then next thing you know, he's posting something else that he's he's picking up but um but yeah he loved the uh loved the grand selection um what was he what's the other one? Oh, the so yeah the Atabay black but he was just he, he kept reaching out he's like i can't find it can't find it but that was <laughs> you know again 200 200 boxes went to 10 different retailers and once that landed that was that was it that went that went, that went really quick that so was hopefully hopefully we'll have that one back in stock here shortly. Again, another fantastic project that you guys did. Uh, these these almost super premium esque lines that you guys keep dropping. Uh, I mean, you get like this that real regal royal feel when you smoke these things. I mean, you you know that you're smoking top notch tobacco and top notch products when you buy this stuff. Like obviously it's associated with a price tag, but you know for those occasion cigars and. You know, people that got those deep pockets like that. I mean, these things are unbelievable. Even the cigar you're smoking right now. What was that? A Lancero Red Anchor? That's yeah, it's a Red Anchor Gunner. Yeah, oh. another fantastic so cigar. Six and a half by forty three. Yeah, this this one was um, was a fun project, the Red Anchor, uh, and it's doing. You know, it's growing. It's growing for us, um, and and doing well with uh, with retailers because we try to we try to work with them on it, um, but. Um, the the you know red anchor made at the Kellner boutique factory so we're working with the with the Kellners who were you know deep um in the in the cigar business and and you know just rich rich in uh in tobacco and um incredible knowledge that we originally wanted to try and work with the you know the father with Henke because his family is originally from Holland so red anchor when you look at that history that's a 250 year old brand and now uh, 252 years old uh, because we released it two years ago at the PCA for the 250th anniversary. So we wanted it to be special, but at the time, um, you know, due to some, um, you know, agreements that, uh, that Hanky had, he couldn't, uh, couldn't work on new blends, couldn't do some new things. So he said, Hey, you know, go, go work with my son and uh, you know, I'll see what I can do to, you know, do to help if you need anything. But, uh, but working with Hendrick was phenomenal. He's got an incredible palate as well. He was with uh, Davidoff for, She's over 20 years. And, um, and when the, we were putting the blends together, really with those guys, it was, you know, we sampled some tobacco bales and then, uh, you know, put some blends together. Then I left the Dominican, came back. He had some other samples. And I think it took, you know, it took about a year, a um, little, little less um, to put everything together. And by the time we had that final blend, I remember there were three blends that it kind of came down to. And once we got the blessing uh, from the old man too, it was all right. Well, that's it. That's you know how do, how do you how do you smoke a cigar and then tell you know tell Hanky all right we want to change it. It was uh, it was just kind of that's it. That's what we're going with, and uh, and it's been it's been working well for us. 
where uh yeah, kind of sounds similar to that uh that uh ep carrillo story with the pledge right you said it was kind of so, like that as well yeah so yeah we're working on the firecracker pledge that's uh you know that's a cl- anytime we do the firecracker limited release that's a, a collaboration right? yeah so we're working with the manufacturer that's really their blend because we want it to represent their line but in our vitola our size of the three and a half by 50 with the fuse on the end so everybody recognizes the firecracker but it, we want it to represent the company so that it's a good partnership between the you know the two of us so it's really their blend and then sometimes it gets tweaked a little bit um you know if we need to adjust for the for the size but um but yeah working working with ep on that one that was that was phenomenal as well he said i worked down uh you know went down there twice uh to work on that and we adjusted it that first time the second time we went down it was it was uh you know game on so that was a great project this year actually we're talking about firecracker i brought the box these landed oh the the lunatic sweet the lunatic firecracker will be the limited release this year look at that oh man first look right there yeah dth exclusive is that so, the, is that is that a three and a half by fifty? That's a three and a half by fifty. Yeah, oh. Agonorsa leaf, three and a half by fifty. Yeah, it's a little guy. That'll probably be fire too. Look at that. I mean, just like all the products, like we talked about, all the firecracker lines that you guys put out are amazing. That one, man, intrigued you to try that one as well. Yeah, this one, this one's great. I got a question it's for the, you, uh, Oliver. Of all the, of the firecrackers that you've done, do you have a favorite? Uh, well, and this isn't to. You know, throw shade on anybody. I'm just curious right, if, if right, you right, if you right. find like out of every single one you've done, I'm, I'm thinking of some legacy brands that you've done and done collaborations with on that project. Do you have one that you were just like, this is this is fucking amazing? Yeah, so it's I mean it's gonna sound um, you know like a boxed answer, but the Bandolero was absolutely phenomenal. But that had you know that had a little we we had planned that. Uh, you know, a few years in advance because that had a little over an age uh, year of aging, so that Bandolero firecracker was was out of this world. Um, but uh, I'll say when I first when I first started with United Cigars in 2016, um, they had just come off of finishing the the LFD firecracker from the year before, and they had done a re-release. Uh, so I remember picking some of those up, and then that was the same year 2016 when they did the Roma Craft uh, yeah. Pro Magnon. Yeah, firecracker, and I was like, "All right, I, I like this this direction. I like this, you know, this project. I want to uh, I want to do more with it." They're still so those they're still yeah, floating around great. out there. Those chrome. Uh, so animals. there was just yeah, there was a, a little re-release, uh, not even really a re-release. It was uh, it was just from the you know from the vault. Someone you know we'll, we'll keep a few, but just a, you know small amount because sometimes I wanted to you know played around with the idea of doing like a, a, a like a sampler of them but then it just you know some just go it, it just it sells out fast and then you know the 20 boxes sometimes you have some retailers and some partners that you're with it's just you know they need a couple more boxes for something special and you know, it's hard to hard to keep that so um yeah that uh romocraft just did a re-release uh i didn't even know we that did a, yeah a small re-release of the uh the ep creole pledge um and the and the big poppy big poppy was a fun project too uh, you got to go did you down get to meet him with him, right? I, I, no, I didn't no. get. I didn't get to meet him on that trip. No, 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 or on that on that project. But um, but he had you know he had done a video. All the boxes have a, a QR code. When you scan that, it's a personalized video, and he signed ten uh ten of the boxes. So 
Man, what's he, what's he I, I like? Think, I'm a Red Sox fan too. That's what made that. Uh, oh, he's so humble. He. I heard I, he's I a nice him. guy. Yeah, he yeah. says it. He he's incredibly humble. He did a video. So my my son's middle name is Fenway. And, uh, <laughs> that's a I'm cool. Not, he, that's a cool middle name. He, yeah, not yeah, even a Red Sox he, guy, but yeah. that's a cool middle name. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was the, the ball. The ballpark had a ton of history, or has a ton of history, right? No doubt. And uh, it was just a fun, you know, fun name, so I you know, wanted to throw it in there. But um, but I, I bring that up because I'm you know I'm a baseball fan, but I'm not uh, I'm not starstruck. But when you know Ortiz came by, um, you know, I asked him if he could sign a box just for my son. I said not for me, but you know, if you could sign it for my son, he's a baseball player. He's you know he works hard. He wants to play. He's like, yeah, what's his name? I said, well, if you could just sign it to Fenway. And I'm recording it as I'm saying this. <laughs> he's just he, he writes too. He's like, "What's his name?" And I said, "Fenway." He's like, "Fenway." Damn. <laughs> they just wrote it out <laughs> and then signed it. So it was it was pretty cool. And then he That's came awesome. yeah. came uh, you know a little while after, and he's like, "Hey, you know, let me I'll do a video for your son." So I record him. And he's like, "Hey, Fenway, you know this is Big Poppy. You know, keep working hard. You know, keep practicing, and you know you'll make it to where you're you know whatever your goals are." So. That was really cool of him. He didn't, uh, you know, didn't have to take that extra time, but he, but he did. So, did your son start playing college ball yet? Wasn't yeah, he? Just, he yeah, I was gonna say he was. I think yeah. last time we talked, I think it may have been his last game, is what you were saying. Yeah, some sort yeah, of summer. That, league, that yeah. was over the. That was over the summer. And you were sitting in the car. <laughs> I was in the car. You were in the car, car smoking a cigar <laughs> with us. We watched yeah. it go from like uh, dawn <laughs> to like nighttime. Right, right. Um, yeah, so he, he just started up at uh, Franklin Pierce, uh, and he's playing playing ball up there. And then uh, their season starts end of this month. Uh, they'll be they'll be traveling and starting to play ball. That Florida trip, yeah, I remember that in college. You yeah. take that first two weeks, you go to Florida, and you play like fourteen games in a yeah. week. It's two, yeah, he's two going to the Carolinas. Day. Oh, nice. Hopefully, yeah. some good weather. Yeah, you, yeah. Hopefully, it holds for him. Is that uh, what division is that? Uh, D two. D two. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's that's really great. Cool. Are you going with him on the trip? Uh, so I'm going to do some work out there, and then um, then hopefully, um, yeah, I can catch uh, catch something. Perfect. Uh, he's playing on the weekend, so awesome. Uh, I'll uh, I'll stay a, a day or two and and catch him catch him out there. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's it looks like this year is going to be pretty good for him. Hopefully, uh, last year they got up to they they were ranked ninth, and uh, and then had some pitching injuries, and uh, they recruited a ton of pitching. So hopefully they're they're able to you know keep it up. But I think preseason they were ranked they were ranked one in the on the on the East and then nineteenth overall. And there are like two hundred and fifty seven or two hundred and eighty seven teams. I think I'm gonna jo- so, I'm gonna try and jog my memory here. Was your son a third baseman? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Sounds about I right. do remember that. Yeah, yeah, and they still got him at third. He's uh he's battling it out and seeing what he can do. He's got uh <laughs> Yeah, he's got a junior that he's going up against, and he's like, "Yeah, Dad, this kid's outrageous. He's so good." Got a cannon arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the you know, the guy that he's going up against does, and uh, and so does he. His his coach asked him the other day if he if he's ever pitched, but uh, I'll get him in just, there. Yeah, yeah. It just means he's got a good arm. Yeah, get him in uh, there. Get him yeah. working. It's always fun. Yeah, yeah. P- pitchers have <laughs> the most fun it's sitting it. on the bullpen bench. It's always the greatest yeah. time. Yeah, you did it, pitch, Caleb. Did, you, Gail, did yeah. you pitch? Yeah. yeah, I pitched. Um, but it was so much fun. Sitting in the bench in the bullpen, like you know, you chirp the other team really hard. You might sneak in a couple beers, even though you weren't supposed to. Uh, a couple guys were dipping, but it, it was it was a good time. Caleb since uh, retired pitching, now he's exclusively a catcher. <laughs> Get out of town! <laughs> Get out of here! Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> always with the jokes, these guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The new thing, the new thing isn't dipping; it's the zin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, doing. Yeah, oh my god, I so seen kid, some. Yeah. I seen some great memes about that. So you know how there's yeah. that whole war on tobacco. Well, yeah. someone like said there. Apparently, some uh, senator put a bill to like ban zin and like the most like Chad looking college kid. He's like, if you want to see civil war start. Fans in. <laughs> that's our state center. That's Schumer. That's New York. Yeah. That's not the tweet I know you're thinking. Oh, of. but yeah, Chuck Schumer. Wants that to one I don't even know if you can legally read on the air. Yeah, probably not. There's there's a couple, <laughs> but yeah, I, I gave the PG one. Yeah, <laughs> these no, kids are was, insane. He was doing it because all the you know the the you know being an underclassman, there all the upperclassmen are just hazing them and you know, beating down on him and, uh, and he has to carry it for the, you know, for the upperclassmen. And then he started doing it. I'm like, what are you doing? Like you're the only reason you're doing it is because the, the upperclassmen, it probably gives you a boost. It's nicotine, but you'll get, that's the type of thing that will get you addicted. Right. Cause that's just straight, straight nicotine. He's like, no, 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 it's not like that. And you know, some of his friends are doing it. And he, he caught himself starting to get like that, little jitteriness and wanting it and going after it and craving it. So he said he, uh, he stopped. I, cause I checked in with him, um, uh, about it. I think like two weeks ago, he's like, no, I haven't, I haven't touched it since Christmas break. He's like, I just felt like my body was craving it and I wanted it. And cause originally he's like, no, nah, I only do it, you know, with baseball or something like that. So well, hopefully that stays because I don't like any of that. I used to chew tobacco and yeah. I remember, uh, probably about six years now i had like a little bump in my lip so like immediately i'm like oh my god it's the worst i'm gonna die it's probably mouth cancer i'm dead haven't touched <laughs> it since have not touched it since yeah cold turkey yeah, it, sometimes it, you need it a took a scare, big scare yeah. i always thought it was yeah. uh, a little bit cringe when you'd see the guys with their spit like water bottles They're like dude why are you walking around with that that's so gross like the spittoon yeah, yeah. Spit- yeah i was like that's so uh, you have some kids had it in like class in college and stuff or like yeah. Walking around at the DMV, you see people. It's like oh, just oh, that's nasty. Just save see, it for another time. My favorite dip story is there's a coworker. It wasn't Jerry. This was actually when Jerry wasn't uh, our dipped and wasn't paying attention, oh, and right. accidentally took a sip from, of like a dip cup, like it was water. And I was like, "That's what you get, you disgusting bastard." So that actually uh, has happened to me. It is the most <laughs> disgusting thing on planet Earth. It's that so is, disgusting. That's disgusting. Yeah. Right out of a beer I've bottle. Spilt, like, not my, yeah, not mine, but people have left those bottles around, or their their spit cup, and then you kick it over, you knock it over. It's the worst, absolute worst. Hmm. Yeah, mine was definitely at like a college party. the The beer bottle yeah. had it in there. Uh, coming, <laughs> come to think of it, I mean, how irresponsible of me to just l- drink a random beer bottle. No, it was like on my table. Oh. It was just my it was my own spit, but still it doesn't make it any better. Yeah. But I'm sure it's a million times worse if it's not your spit. <laughs> yeah. It has to be. Oh yeah. It has to be. <laughs> no doubt. It has to be. Just a thought. Just, right? no just drinking. No, I told him I said, look, if you want <sighs> Like yeah. I mean, I feel no, like I that said, has said, to be cut. Go ahead. I was just gonna say if you cut cut the zin out. You know, he doesn't want cigarettes, he doesn't he hates vaping. Um, you know, he said, Oh, I said, look. Get cigars. I'll load you up. I'll sponsor the whole team. <laughs> what a dad! I said, I'll get you cigars. You know, how do you think that, the babe was so good? That's all right. Well, because he was dipping, smoking, eating chewing. hot dogs. He died in his fifties, right? Injecting, probably. Right? Yeah, 
He died in his fifties. I'm guessing. Was that? Oh. He could. Well, yeah, he might have been. He might have been twenty-seven, but he looked like he was fifty-four. Because yeah. that's yeah. how people exactly. were built back then. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All those little hot... cocaine in between innings. Yeah. This no, cocaine our, was in our, his coke. Our high school. Our high school football coach had a a cigar, you know, jammed in that he was you know chewing on, but also smoking, and then a, a wad in the corner. You know, back then it didn't matter. Those guys were doing everything. Now that's a true strange bird right there. The people that chew the cigars <laughs> don't light them, yeah. just chew them. No, eat them and eat them. Oh. Yeah. There's some oh. guys that will oh. swallow. They'll swallow the tobacco. Oh. Their insides have to be wrecked. I bet. Oh God! Although we do, I mean, we we claim it's a natural ingredient, right? It's one ingredient. It's mm-hmm. just a plant. I, I don't know, man. That's just a little much for me. It's got to be similar to eating like a romaine, right? <laughs> Just like it. Oh, it's like those guys who uh, I'm sure you guys have seen okay. this when you roll when you roll up on someone on a call and uh, someone you know they they're embarrassed about their weed and they just eat their weed nuggets. It's natural. That it's shit does not happen anymore. I can tell oh, you that okay. right they're now. They're trying to blow the back smoke in, the in our face. Yeah, then... they're assholes. They're trying yeah. to blow it in our face. I remember back in the day, all you'd hear is people just swallowing their weed, like when the cops are coming on. Yeah, them. it's like super troopers. You remember yeah. that? Like yep. super trooper. Yeah, the littering <laughs> and littering and <laughs> littering and smoking the reefer. Yeah, no, back back in the day, if you had like a little even a roach in your car, you're done. You, you're done. Yeah, it's just now, funny. I don't, yeah. <laughs> no, stick to stick to cigars. Exactly. Now weed has more legal standing than tobacco. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, your, yeah. so your son's baseball Girl. team's going to be sponsored by United Cigars. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't think that's ever going to be allowed. But uh, oh yeah, that, that I'll, sponsor, I'll sponsor him. The college college wouldn't allow it, but hey, maybe maybe you know, the NIL could. NIL. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe maybe. You know, that's right. Some yeah. of those summer some of those summer leagues, uh, like this summer when he was playing that that one game, those, some of those guys were. You know, late twenties, early thirties. So I could sponsor that one. Yeah. <laughs> Stick to like the slow pitch softball. The Savannah take Banan- anybody. The Savannah bananas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those work too. I want to check one of those games out. I've heard they're super fun. Yeah. Like they look like a lot of fun. The Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Yeah. I feel like just on Instagram you can catch the cliff notes though. You can get all the good parts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It sounds about you. Great you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> right? Why watch the whole yeah. game? Yeah, it might be might be bad baseball. All right, I got a cigar question for you, Oliver. There we go. So when you work on a project and it's taken like over a year or two, how does it feel waiting on that? Because you probably are excited to get it released. It probably gets a little anxious. I know me. I'm I'm so anxious. I'd want to get it out right away. But what's it like waiting from start to finish? And how do you process all that? It's yeah, it's a challenge because it's like anything. Right. Like if you you buy somebody a gift or um, and you're just sitting on it, you're anticipating the reaction. And I guess on on this side, it's for, you know, because it's more work related, but it's something so personal. You want to be able to share it and uh, and you can't do it. Like even the lunatic firecracker, like that's a June release. We wanted it in. Uh, We like to have it in early so it can, you know, it can rest. Um, It's already rested at the at the factory, but. You know, just give it, give it some time. So that's one that, you know, you just want to get out and, and have people enjoy. But um, I guess to, you know, to really answer the question, yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, you try to, you know, do everything you can to avoid, um, you know, any, any major hurdles or setbacks because that can happen too. Um, you know, we've had some projects that we have started and 
um, you had to had to put to bed for one reason or another. Um, you know, we did the, you know, we did the, the, our, our green monster, uh, series that we did with CLE, uh, asylum. And, uh, and that's one that we just had to, had to put to the wayside because we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to battle and we're trying to do everything we can on the, you know, to kind of maintain that. That was the stadium series one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those were cool boxes, man. Yeah. Yeah. Those boxes were really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. A little, you know, a little different, but we wanted it shaped like home plate. Yeah, that, that, uh, I remember it was, yeah, it was all, cool. all baseball, baseball themed. Um, you know, on the on the side, it's even you know when you if 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 you come across one because we you know we didn't sell it, but you know, we ended up uh, you know using it just as promos and, and giving them away. But if you look on the side, the 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 player that's up to bat is number five, and that's that's my kid's number. Hmm, and then yeah. the score, I, I worked it out so it was, um, it's my kid's birthdays, so. I forget. I think I had it seven twenty. It's seven. Uh, how about it is? It's twelve. So my son's born December seventh. So it's twelve. So it might be one to two. One one to two. Seven, seven hits. Oh. Right. No, no. Yeah, then seven hits. So twelve seven, and then four hits because my daughter's four twenty one. So then it's like four, two one. So however it is, I forget how it's how it's. How it's Either way, out. a lot of detail. Yeah, that's nice detail. Yeah. And then you can yeah, put your so name it was, on it. Yeah, it was yeah, it was really personal. Um and obviously, you know, Fenway Green Monster and but uh but yeah, we just kind of laid that one aside. So yeah, we you know, you end up losing money on. Um so those are projects that you want to share. But uh yeah, it takes I mean, I'm sure you guys would work, you you know, you work on some you know, you work on something and you have to be quiet about it. Um, can't let details out and then over time it just builds up, builds up and then it just becomes a you know even more personal and a, and a, a bigger bigger effect when it finally lands. Are you a Red Sox fan, Oliver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So am I. I saw this funny meme that uh, already came out. It said the Red Sox have officially been eliminated from the playoffs already. <laughs> I saw I saw another meme about the Red Sox. It's like you know the Red, you're down bad as a Red Sox fan when they're selling two pack tickets at Costco. Damn, they were selling like two seats for like a, a, a hundred twenty nine ninety nine at Costco. And it's fucked up. We've still won a World Series in the last six years. Yeah, when was crazy. the last Yankees won? 2009? Oh, nine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nine. You just keep sitting there, buddy. It doesn't matter how much money you spend. You're still going to suck. Yeah, now, I mean, I don't know what they're doing. I do want to touch on that lunatic project you guys worked with Firecracker. Did you find it a little ironic that the lunatic's meant to be this gigantic stick and they did it as a firecracker? Because <laughs> when I heard about That's this project, funny. I laughed. And like, now obviously we know Vitola can even change the entire taste of a cigar. Right. Like, how do you think that's going to relate to in terms of... The, obviously, this is probably more a question on their end, but I've never smoked a lunatic, have you? Because that just seems like a project for me. It, yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's a project. I, it's, uh, I don't I don't know. There's, well, they, they actually have one small ring gauge that's maybe a 54, oh. something like that. But it's a shorter one. But... Um, but yeah, yeah, it's mostly just known for you know big ring gauge, but it's also known as you know lunatic, and it's got some strength to it. And this is the um, this is a good rendition of the of the blend. It's almost like a sampling of what their blend would be, but then it represents the firecracker line yeah. uh, really well. So when I talked to you know, speaking with Terrence, uh, I was just with him at, at TPE, and we did a little video to let everybody know the lunatic firecracker was coming out, and um, 
you know, it was a good, it, it was a great project working, working with him side by side. I never made it to the factory, but, um, you know, samples were, were sent up and, um, you know, when, when we kind of decided on it and, you know, more on, on, you know, they're in not really pushing it, but you know, what are we going to do? Uh, lunatic just kind of stood out as the one that would yeah, be a little, yeah. little comical with it. And, um, and, and a good blend for it. Not that my two cents really matters here. Uh, but you know what would probably have been a really, really good one? That Supreme Leaf they have. Mm. That is a fucking really good cigar. That's I think it's good, like a yeah. Criollo uh, wrapper. Uh, the thing's awesome. And then they come out with their own re- rendition of it in different Vitola every year. And I think they just did like a... I think there's like a Lonsdale coming out. I think they just did a Perfecto. Uh, I'd have to double check. Um, but I think last time, last time I saw Terrence Riley was at the PCA last year. Uh, yeah, they were releasing something. What the I hell think was it was it? like another lunatic, like some different. Yeah, might have. Yeah, I think it was the nine by ninety. Yeah, they were oh, showing. No. They were showing it off. I was like, "What the fuck is that, dude?" <laughs> like, I think he jokingly. Like, I mean, Terrence is a long, tall dude. It's like, I mean, for him, maybe the nine by ninety. That's like the everyday cigar. But for me, I looked well, at that yeah, thing. I was like, "Holy like, fuck!" He's like a nine by fifty. Yeah, yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's not. He's he's not a nine by ninety. No, no, he's not yeah. a big guy. Right, he's a right. he's a slim guy. He's tall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's not tall, slim. He's, he's not Shaq. Right, <laughs> like, right. Shaq yeah, could Sh- smoke the lunatic. Shaq might be a nine by ninety. Yeah, that would look like a that, normal cigar. That yeah, would be a fucking exactly. Toro to Shaq. Yeah. The nine by to 90. his hand to his hands, yeah, it would right? fit like the cigar fits ours. Look, that's a that's a big market. Those big ring gauge cigars, really? and we we go up to a sixty in our high tower series. Uh, we have three different. We have six by sixty, a six by sixty-two torpedo, and then a seven by seventy. So actually, yeah, we go up to seventy on that one. And we have a couple, you know, uh, you know, Gordos in in a few different lines as well. But I can't go past a sixty. See, mm-hmm. I so we talk about this a lot recently. We like, definitely we just yeah. had this conversation, Gio and I. That. Like, I don't like the larger ring gauges. I think it no. is just very difficult to smoke. But like on the average consumer end. It's funny talking to you. They're like the best sellers, or one right. of. And yeah, these older fellers, they <laughs> they love those fucking six by sixties. Like, yeah. and they suck them down real fast too. Those old guys. Yeah, man, they fucking <laughs> they do, they do <laughs> man. Do they they do? fucking smoke them quick two at a time. Burn them down. Why did you say it like that? You're a weird. You just guy, made bro. it sound so wrong. <laughs> Weirdo, dude. <laughs> well, you know, it's a way of talking about smoking. You suck them down real quick. Oh God, I'm disturbed. Like hot dogs. Uh, sorry. Hey, yeah. you will get to meet this gentleman in person this year at PCA because Caleb's actually making the trip. So nice. I should bring this shirt. Yeah, I should bring this shirt. That's that shirt screams. Oh, that, I'm a swinger. The, yeah, he's gonna wear it to it, the flamingo. It, does that have like it's got guns and flamingos? No, just flamingos. No, no oh, guns. Just flamingos. All right, but I'll be on the lookout for that one. You know. Yeah, yeah. There, I forget where I saw that. It was online somewhere. Yeah, but yeah had had guns and flamingos. Perfect. I know exactly. The Instagram shop you're talking about. I know exactly what the fuck yeah. is that shop called now. I don't know. Comes up. You get some all the well, time. At least I do. I get some weird stuff in my feed. Yeah. <laughs> same here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same here. Same Caleb's here. fucking shit comes up. And you're like, Caleb's for you is like could send most people illegal. to jail. Yeah, <laughs> it could send people to jail. Good thing I'm friends with you guys. That helps. <laughs> yeah, right. Listen, I'm not responsible for your search history. It's all for research yeah. for the show. Yeah, PCA is going to be interesting this year for us because we, you know, last, well, so we've all always had a booth with, 
with selected tobacco. Not always. It actually first started out with United Cigars had a booth, and then there was selected tobacco in there. Then it turned into United Cigars had a, a small booth, and selected tobacco had a booth, and then he, his booth kept getting bigger. And then United kind of blended into his booth. And then so there was one booth under selected tobacco with a section for United. And then um, we were looking at redesigning everything because both sides were, were growing and, um, you know, very, very different when you look at the portfolios. So then we were looking at redesigning. Then COVID happened. So there was no show in 2020. 2021, there was a show, but we weren't we weren't prepared. And it was kind of last minute. And we didn't have the you know, our booth done and Nelson was redesigned his. So we, you know, we weren't there. 2022, uh, Nelson had the larger footprint. Uh, he had a 40, 40 foot by 50 foot booth. And we just had a, it was a 10 by 10 by 40, um, you know, just a straight line across, but we just rented it. And then we're like, all right, we got to design something. So last year was <coughs> the first year we had a 20 by 30, all United booth. And then he had his selected tobacco booth. Yeah, well, this year that booth, of, your guys' booth, yeah. like combined, was fucking insane. Yeah. The footprint, it's a big, it's a big footprint. The fucking carpeting in there is like second to none. Like I remember yeah, walking yeah. in there, and be like, oh, thank God, it's not hard like concrete. Yeah, you're just like, oh, this is a break on my feet. Let me go sit <laughs> right. in one of these leather chairs and look at cigars I can't. Some afford. other reps <laughs> like, hey, are you, oh, so where do you guys are? No, 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 we're just we're just here for the feet. <laughs> well, I, I guess this year will be media, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Right. This well, year we're going officially as media, so nice. Can't wait to be there nice. for my first. I've gone as a retailer. I've gone an, as an exhibitor, and then this year finally, where I want to be, media for the business. Yeah, media. Yeah. yeah, good, good for you guys. But I've been there uh, three times, yep. and yep. every every year it gets better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this year, Nelson, <laughs> because of some visa, uh, new visa laws that passed right as we were at TPE or at PCA. Um, because he was worried about how he was going to make it back. So if you are a Cuban-born um, um, citizen or you're Cuban-born living in Spain, you have to reapply for your citizenship. So he wasn't sure he was going to be able to make it. It was going to take about a year. So he had to back out of PCA for this year. Then he was hoping to make it to PCA and just kind of be in our booth or maybe get something smaller. But unfortunately, this year, he's not even going to be able to make it. Selected Tobacco uh, won't have their own booth. But uh, the United booth will be there and we'll obviously be showcasing, you know, as much selected as we can. But, you know, that's obviously hard to do in a, in a smaller space um, on top of all the product that we have. So um, there will be a presence for selected tobacco at the, at the booth, but it will be inside of the United booth. So touching on PCA, um, what's your opinion of it <coughs> in March instead, uh, rather than July? Because um, I have my no, own I, opinion on this, and I'm just curious as as uh, an exhibitor what you, your thoughts are. Yeah, so I I think for any almost any show, you're never going to make the entire country happy. Sure, right? Because July was tough because for the East Coast, everyone's going out. That's when everyone's smoking. They're going on the boats. They're barbecuing. They're going golfing. They're going uh, hiking. They're they're just outside. And it always smoking. seems to be that weekend after the Fourth of July too, which is like and yeah, it's right, tough. which is a tough right, which is a tough tough time to to travel because everybody wants to go with their family. Kids are home. Um, you know, shoppers owners don't want to leave because it's the busy time. So then you move it to March, which in Vegas it's it's not as hot. Um, it's a it's a little bit better of a time because now you're going into you know for the East Coast the spring seasons the snowbirds are you know kind of going either one way or the other, um, 
so it, it could be looked at maybe a better show. But again, for the when you look at the East Coast, they're just coming out of a very slow season. So unless they've either you know saved up money and they're ready to to buy some of the packages that you know these uh, us manufacturers are putting together, uh, they might not be completely ready. And that was part of you know the 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 feedback from retailers now for the TPE. They didn't want to go to TPE or they, they weren't necessarily purchasing as heavy a TPE because they're getting ready for PCA. Um, so I think in the end, you're just not going to make anybody happy. Next year, it's in April. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But now you, have, now you have two major shows at the beginning of the year. You don't have anything for the rest of the year unless you're uh, a member of TAA, which is going to be in November or October. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around November, there. something like that, yeah. So I got to say, again, not a retailer, not an exhibitor. Just a guy who lives in fucking Buffalo, New York. What a breath of fresh air. Let's go to <laughs> Vegas, baby. It's going to be fucking 20 fucking degrees here in Buffalo. We're going to go. I'm probably going to be the only asshole wearing shorts. I, I'll bring my shorts. If it's over 50, I'll I'm be in there. the pool. They probably go into a state of emergency in Las Vegas. <laughs> and it's under 70. Yeah. But I can't wait. So I lived in Vegas for 14 years. March, April, that's when all the Santa Ana winds come through. It's just, it can turn into a dust storm. Really? So I, oh. I hope it's not bad. I hope it's good. I hope it's nice weather. And again, being from the East Coast, when I first moved out, we were in November, we were out, um, you know, just on the driveway, you know, you know drinking, doing our, our little, you know, post work. Uh, drinking and driving, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Classic. throwing the football around or doing whatever. And, and our neighbors were coming out. They're like, what are you guys doing? We're like, what do you mean? This is like spring for us. This is this is awesome. We'll take it all day. But they're they're freezing uh, because it. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know, March. Can't remember. It might be in the sixties, fifties, sixties. Perfect. Yeah. I that's love what that. I mean for yeah. East I Coast, love that. Great. Right? Primo. Mm-hmm. I love that. Right. I can't it's fucking wait. Like, it's not gonna be one hundred and ten. It's not gonna be one hundred and fifteen. What? Yeah, it was one fifteen. I think the one day we went. It was like it we was were outside crazy. for like three minutes and we were already sweating. All right, I got a question as it relates to the PCA. Besides, what advice do you have for me going for the first time? Uh, I'll let you do that first. Then, as a second parter, what should uh, listeners, viewers, and fans of United expect from you guys, or be on the lookout from you guys? So, for United, we're doing we're trying to do some more line extensions. Okay. Uh, let's say there is there is that we haven't fully released yet, but we have uh, we have another project coming out. Um, that um, kind of ties in with the United theme, we'll say. But um, but a whole new project, new new manufacturer. It is a United brand, Ooh, so it's okay. um, you know it's a, it's a cigar that um, will be coming out of out of the Dominican. Okay. Um, so excited, you know, excited about that whole um, new line, and then there are some uh, line extensions coming out as well. So trying to, you know, looking at our, our portfolio and as it was just getting bigger and bigger, we're trying to kind of consolidate a few of the lines and, uh, you know, maybe not because we, there's a lot of creativity, I think on, on our side where we want to do new projects, new projects, new projects, but that gets, it gets exhausting um, for, I think for, for all sides, consumers, retailers, and, and manufacturers, because retailers have only so much space. So as you, they introduce a new product then all of a sudden, it's like okay, well, what's new? I have customers asking for what's new, what's new, but then the 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 pushback or complaint is, well, I don't have any room on my shelf for for new stuff. 
they have you know they'll make room for le's or, or things of that nature because those usually go you know go quick but um but yeah we're, we're just trying to do more more of the line extension uh side of the business that'll make a lot of people happy i think so, yeah yeah i hope so hope well so. i mean united and selected have really mastered the cigar for every walk of life like you said you got things as cheap as two dollars right. so and as expensive as you know 70 think right well new york might be Seven. even more well yeah, yeah yeah it's gonna be more because our our byron 1850 lyricos is a nine and a half inch perfecto that's that should retail for 75 but new york that might be that's a hundred dollar stick yeah mm-hmm. yeah fuck that <laughs> i'm sorry it's a big stick though nine and a half holy hell yeah that's I, a big that's a big boy fucking yeah. nick just sent me a big ass byron it's fucking like monstrous, like huge. Yep. Nine, nine by something. It's big. Was it a perfecto? No, it was. It was no. like almost like a double Corona. So that might be the the aristocrat. They have a like a, a blue mm-hmm. and black label. That's it. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that is That'd one thing. So we've done two Alfonsos on the show. We've done, uh, you know, the United. What was it? The Maduro. I think we did the Maduro. Yeah. Last we, time without We haven't done an Atabay on the show yet and we haven't done a Byron. Like that's one and I've heard nothing but good things about Byron from multiple people. So that's definitely on our radar that we gotta try. Maybe just not the nine by <laughs> the seventy six dollar nine inch one. That's gonna be a couple shows. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the, the three partner with Oliver. <laughs> yeah. The Byron's an interesting line too. I don't know which um you know what uh, I, don't, I don't know if I sent. Did I send a Byron at all? You sent a Bandolero, which right. again, I again, I like to touch on last night. Call of Duty. I smoked that as well, along with the Black Bomb. Uh, I was just chiefing United all last night. So <laughs> love and life. That's a good, that's a good night. That's yeah, good night. I, look, um, looked it up. But, I was very surprised at the price on it for, for on Bandolero. Yes, I I didn't yeah, actually yeah. know it. It's rather inexpensive. Yeah, so it depends on. So there there are uh, twelve different uh sizes it was a Serie. lens that was a Serie. yeah Serie. those those have a a smaller ring gauge um you know 44 uh, and and up but uh only four four sizes so three different blends on bandolero but that one that Serie has a really dark ecuadorian wrapper it's a you know really rich hearty cigar but it still has that year year and a half plus a post-roll age so it's i don't know if you retroed that cigar but it's rich, it's dense, but it's it's smooth. You know what really shocked me about it, despite the size? I think it may have been like a 4 by 50 ish Maybe I'm in that ballpark. Maybe the, the Odasis. It was the little one. But yeah. what really impressed me about that cigar was the duration of smoke time. That thing smoked forever. I did not expect that. I thought this was going to be a 30-minute cigar. I edited pretty much an entire episode last night, and I still had a little left. Yeah. So it was very yeah, that, impressive. That's the case with with a lot of I don't you know, there's something unique about his you know his lines that when you look at you know look at especially when people just look at price point and they're looking at like an Adabe say a Brujos, right? A Robusto. Um they'll look at that like, well, that's you know that's that's expensive. Well, when you smoke that Robusto next to another Robusto, that Adabe will last almost one and a half times longer. Than your typical robusto, 
And so that's the case with Bandolero as well. It just it will smoke longer than any other cigar in that in that size. So you really get value out of it. And that that dollar, if you you know kind of divide it out by the the minutes that you're smoking, you'll get more value out of you know, out, of, out of Nelson's Light than anything else. But um, to touch back on Byron, you know whatever Byron you you do select or you know if we talk ahead of time. Um, Byron's interesting because that's, that's another line. Like we have red anchor, as I said, 250 year old brand, um, Byron started in 1850. So Nelson has three different centuries. He's got the 19th century, 20th century, and 21st century. So there are 12 sizes in that whole portfolio as well, but every blend, the 19th century blend is different than the 20th and 21st. And even within the blend, the four sizes that he has smoke completely different. Yeah. So. It just depends on which one which one you grab. So we've done, like I said, like Gio touched on, we did the uh, Alfonso, Alfonso Grand Selection, obviously, this time. Uh, we have done, we did that uh, Big Poppy. We did the United Maduro. The Pledge. We did the Pledge Firecracker. Um, next up has got to be some kind of a Byron. Or an Atabay. Or an Atabay. It has to be. It, it has to be. All right. Here, I'll give a question for you, and I, maybe uh, there's more people like me in this. We'll go away from the thick ring gauges, because I know you guys have those available. That nice, like, Robusto to even Corona size, What's what do you think is the best in that portfolio for that amongst the Atabay and Byron lines? So, uh... Again, I would say no more than, like, a 54 ring gauge. I'll give you a wide range on that, but I'd go yeah. as you know, small as, like, a Corona. So... So Byron, you're not going to find there. Are, there are two that are under a 54 ring gauge. Okay. That's the Poema and the Petit Poema. Okay. Um, in Atabay, you have you know more options under. Um, and I'm I'm smoking the Gunner, right? It's a 43, uh, six and a half by 43. I'd have to say the Spiritus, which is the Atabay Lancero. Cool. Um, that is a cool looking cigar. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I love a good and, Lancero. So you, you, you. what are those? Uh, MSRP 50 bucks, right? Something in, in New York, yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, it should it should be right around. Um, I think that's a thirty three MSRP. Oh no, I wasn't even joking. I actually, no. I, I I thought that's a, maybe I'm thinking of the next one down. It's like a it's like a monster, like almost like Toro. Um, Myst- the Mysticos. Mysticos, yep, that's the one. Yeah, maybe the Mysticos. Yep. Yeah, because I like the Brew House. I think I feel yep. like that's a good like Rebuso. Yep. Um, and then there was. There's a torpedo that I think would be your Toro. The Duendas. Yes. That so was... there are three that are kind of like in that Toro, Grand Toro category. The Delirios, uh, 55 ring gauge by, by uh, it's like five and seven eighths. Then it goes up to the Ritos, which is six and an eighth by 55. And then the Mysticos goes to 56 ring gauge, but it's just slightly longer than the Ritos uh, at six and a, six and a quarter. So they're they're all right around the those three are right around the same. The Duendes is is the torpedo. So the Duendes then I I did a little math. Uh, by the time you cut the thing, it's essentially just mouthfeel. It's the same size as the other one. Yeah, it's a half inch uh, difference. It, just maybe you prefer the torpedo feel yeah, rather it than like on how a, deep you want to cut. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're gonna lose that half inch on the cut. Right. I would assume. But. It's not overly pointy. I've seen some, you know, really pointy torpedoes. Um, it's kind of in between a torpedo and a bellicoso, I guess. 
Yeah, so for me, I feel like on most torpedoes, uh, I actually would prefer like a V-cut on those. Yeah, I agree with you. So on most regular standard cigars, I'm a straight cutter all day, but the the V-cutter on the torpedoes, I feel like it just makes... It makes for a more natural, I don't know, I'm not going to overcut the cap. I'm not going to fuck the cigar up. I just V-cut it, and that's it. It fits your mouth perfectly with the V-cut, I always say. Yeah. Especially with that size. Caleb's a big advocate of the V. Love the V over here, but especially the (laughs) V-cut on a torpedo or a perfecto. Something with that like uh, pointy tip, you know, it just lends itself to a nice V-cut. I mean, sometimes it's straight, but I feel like it doesn't sit well in my mouth. So the tor- so the V cut with the little indent in there, it's I feel like it just it's just flows naturally a lot better. I I like um and I think it might have been might have been Lito Gomez that, that showed it or or had done it and or showed it to me, but cutting the torpedo on at a little bit of an angle. So that the smoke I, almost goes. I've tried right that up. before, yeah. I, I've saw yeah. that done before. Yeah. Like uh like you said, uh, it's like a, a slight dead. angle. Yeah. Um you know what's what's interesting, uh what were you just saying? The the you know we're talking about the V. So Nelson um, cut cut Nelson cut right the V cut the V cut. <laughs> but you're talking you're talking about the V yep. when like if if you know I've had I've had you know the just the honor really of spending a lot of time with Nelson uh, when we've been able to travel together, uh, you know, in car rides and you know just um, you know before events or or anything like that, just hours with him and he his. He has so much knowledge um, of the industry and the history of tobacco, um, but he's he's a designer uh, by trade. Right, that's how he kind of started in the in the business. He's a graphic designer, so um, you know a lot of the the products that you see coming out of out of Cuba, those are his his designs, be it accessories or or box designs. And he had done the as this came up in conversation the other night. Somebody had showed me the the Vigueros. I don't know if you guys know the Cuban. Vigueros line, no. so it's more their no. their lower end um, cigar. But Vigueros, uh, meaning farmers, um, he had designed this this packaging that has this green leaf, but the leaf looks like a, a V. So you'll you'll have to you'll have to check it out. If you check out Vigueros, he did that packaging, but that leaf is a V, and that V comes from the goddess Atabe. When you look at the depiction of the goddess. When you know she, she, you know they they depicted her as a you know almost like a frog-like creature. I'm gonna have to her look legs, up. Her legs are her legs are wide open, and there's oh. there's there's just <laughs> there, yeah there's there's a V there. So he kind of took that V from the Atabe and then just kind of designed the the Vigueros as a tobacco leaf with with the V. Okay, so, yeah. just what Caleb needs more weird yeah. shit on his no, search history. It's, it's like a Taino spiritual yeah. mythology. So, yes. So, I'm wondering if it's so, sort of like the uh, Greek Athena, like the goddess of fertility, something like that. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know enough about Athena. But yeah. try to what I try a random bit of Caleb, what the hell do you know about a- any kind of mythology? Um, I am actually really, you know, if you didn't notice, know this about me, I'm really into like Greek and uh, Roman mythology. I love that shit. Are you actually fucking with me right no, now? No, I do like. I find it. I find it so interesting. Like you know, these people they used to think. So a lot of these uh, spiritual, like uh, what do you call them, priestess and priests, they used to go to these spots in the earth where like gases would come out, and they'd get really high from these gases, and that's how they talk to the gods. 
So that's where, like, uh, look, you can still go to, like, this place in ancient Greece, and that's where they say the spirit of Athena would show up to people. And it's just, got, like, where this natural gas vapor came up, and the priests and the priestess would get high off the gas. And Got it. So then this they is the ancient Greek version of huffing paint up Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Advertised as natural, though. Yeah. yeah. Organic. Yeah, organic, natural. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Oh man, it's all fun there's, stuff. There's, yeah, into. there's and there there was like a god or goddess for everything. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Anything and everything. I had no idea that Atabe was named after yeah. a goddess. Uh, that would explain probably oh, yeah. the uh, like my guess is like packaging, like it's. Well, yeah. Not only that, I would guess because I've seen the logo of Atabe. Is that Atabe the goddess? That's Atabe. Yeah, that's the head. Yes, the head. Yeah, just the goddess. Yep. Yep, the gold head. So that makes complete sense. Um, yeah. So, so, so he, uh, yeah, he had taken those. So you got to actually, Jerry, I'm going to send you the, the stuff right now so you can take a look at it. But it's, it's interesting, just like I said, just sitting down with Nelson and then he brings up all these stories. And I'm like, no kidding. And he's just talking about like the, you know, just the history of. of so that's literally the head. Yes. So that is the Atabe head. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I wonder is it why there, it deserves that luxury some, brand on it. Yeah, there, there's a new, there's a new cigar that that came out recently, and um, you know, so it's funny walking through the show with Nelson uh, because there, there, there's a lot of his influence that's been taken, um, and he, he, with you know his design work that he's done on the on the Cuban side, and it's not licensed here, so people have kind of taken that artwork and and used it for their own. So it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, there's one, there's one ashtray that uh, he he had done for Bahike, uh or maybe the Cohiba anniversary. But it's this. There's a company that that borrowed the shape, and it's it, it almost looks like a stadium, right? So it's it's kind of shaped like this, and then on the sides, it it's got this jagged edge. I don't know if you've ever seen the you know the company that uses it. I'll, I'll have to find it. But I sh- I showed I showed a retailer once because you have to show it on the shadow. But the reason he did that design, why he has the jagged edging on the side. Is that at when when they displayed it at the Habanos Festival, he was like, "Well, how am I going to show a, a cigar ashtray for all these people that are attending the show?" So what he did was, he said, "Okay, well, if I if I design this ashtray and we put a spotlight, you know, down below and it shines on the ashtray and then the shadow will project high on the wall, you'll be able to see this design." So that design, those jagged edges on the sides, that's the profile of the Cohiba Indian. So when it, when it casts the shadow on the wall, you see the two Indians facing away from each other, but that's the reason that ashtray is designed like that. But the, the people that have used it here local or domestically, uh, have, I bet have no idea why it was designed like that, but they just use it because it was, Oh, it was a Cuban brand. It's Cohiba. It's whatever. Damn. What a design. Yeah, we don't we don't get to do a lot of Cuban stuff here, unfortunately. I don't think we've ever done a Cuban on the show. I don't know if we ever will. I don't know any uh, slippery fellas who can get us a Cuban. You know, I don't call back to last yeah. episode. You know what? I I, I, I lied. I I mean, I've had Cuban cigars. Yeah, we've had a, the Monte Cristos. Remember, my wife got us Monte yeah. Cristos. I think we had like some small bahikes. Like I think you grabbed them. I do not have bahike. No, or maybe like fucking a, chance. Or Cuban. Cohiba, maybe it wasn't Bahike. I could have swore you grabbed cute. That we had the very small Cohibas, and yeah. we had the Monte Cristo number twos. I just like how uh, you guys don't don't cross over and grab some. 
I mean, in the Canada, it would it's be a little tougher. It would yeah. make Atabe, Byron, Alfonso look like cheap cigars. That's yes. how much they are yeah. in Canada. Like it yeah. is just they know what we're there for. There's just there's no chance. It just it's not even worth it. Maybe a single. Oh, it, <laughs> like they're all they're all going to be what a hundred close to a hundred. Every single one. Yeah. Take, take your pick. I had a fan of the show once DM me, and he's like, yeah, just give me your address. I'll send you some Cubans. So I gave him my address. Nothing. So I probably got hacked or scammed or something. <laughs> yeah. Your mortgage got defaulted or some shit. Not even lying. Some guy from Canada, when he uh, when we did our Penelope. They were in a glass box from Aruba when yeah. we, when or we Jamaica. Did, when we did our single barrel pick, I set him up with a guy in New York so he could pick it up. And he was like, oh, dude, I'm a big cigar guy. He's like, I got Cubans all over the place. Like, give me your address. I'll send you some. And I gave my address nothing. What do you think about that rule, Oliver? <laughs> Which if you buy if you buy cigars on the beach, Cubans on the beach, they're probably fake. <laughs> they're yeah, they're more than more than likely fake. And I remember so when I when I did live in Vegas, and we used to have you know customers coming in and saying, "Oh, I bought this in Mexico or you know the Bahamas or whatever. It was the best cigar ever." Blah blah. blah. So they're like, "But I just want to know if it's real." So over time. I would share with them, you know, and learning about it. Then I was like, no, you know, these are, these look fake to me and, you know, blah, blah. And, and some of them would get mad. I was like, well, you, you asked me in my opinion. I'm just, I'm telling you, I believe that they're not the official Cubans. Well, if we're talking about Cohiba in general, they're probably some of the, if not the most faked brand cigar right. on yeah. the planet, which is why on their actual bands, they have so many security, security. features. On them. The, hol- the hologram. There's so many different ones, yeah. and unless you have all of them, you know, even even some of the fakes probably have all of them. Someone, I actually, I actually did get a fake Cohiba from Mexico, and it instead of looking like the Cohiba wrapper, it looked like a taxi cab wrapper. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad smoke by by far. It wasn't a bad smoke at all. And then I had like a a Teamo from Mexico too, and that wasn't a bad smoke at all either. I feel like if you yeah. cut into that cigar though, you're it's just lit. Filler. It's just going to be short right. filler garbage. <laughs> like yeah. it's going to look like a cigarette. It literally well, looks like a taxi cab wrapper. Like the, the yellow, the black and yeah, white. it was off. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can so, tell right so away. Can, so, but and that's that's the point. Like so, then I would I started telling people when they would ask, I said, "Well, did you enjoy it? Like it was the best cigar I've ever had. Just leave it at that. How much did mm-hmm. you pay for? One hundred and twenty bucks for a box of twenty. It was great." Or, or oh, my cousin, yeah, my cousin right. knows somebody that works in the factory. I paid two hundred. Was it worth two hundred? Then it's great. Yeah, yeah, enjoy it. Don't yeah. worry about it. Now, if you buy, if you buy a box in, you know, say you're in Cuba, well, it's probably Cuban tobacco, but it's probably the floor scraps um, that they they picked up somewhere. So Nelson made it a point one time because I was talking about this and we were talking about fake Cubans. He goes, "Well, there's actually another category because some are fake, some are real." But then there are some that are just unofficial. So it still might be Cuban, but it's just unofficial. Yeah, sure. They made something up. What do you think about that copyright law between obviously like general owning like the um, American Cohiba, if you will? Yeah, I I mean. How long? Like eventually, you know, that embargo, they're going to be some form of trade. What happens then when like, do they have like, are they fucked? I feel like they're you gotta be. Like. Uh, it, it, yeah, I know that goes to the court system, and then our court system's all fucked up. Anyway, I, yeah, I think you're you're stealing someone else's you know design patent, you know name or whatever, and, and living off of it because you know Cohiba 
And, you know, again, nothing against it, not to badmouth them, but, you know, if we look at brands like, uh, you know, Romeo and Julieta, uh, these are these are big brands. Trinidad, Partagas. Trinidad, Partagas, because Upman, of the right? name. Upman, like, yeah, Upman, H. Upman. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But they're they're big because of the, the names mm-hmm. that have mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of history. And the sad part is that there are families that are still, you know, around today that, you know, lost the, the rights to that. Uh, However, our court system, do you feel like they would be more inclined to rule on the side of the American company, rather the Cuban side? Because this is obviously a company that's going to be here. Yeah, I I don't I don't think it's going to change. I think the the company owns it. Do you believe in Altidus is an an American company, but they own a lot of the rights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. So if it's trademarked here, it's, it's trademarked here. So. I have a Cuban question for you. Um, do you think Cuban cigars are better than, let's say, Nicaraguan, Honduran, Dominican, uh, Peruvian, uh, any of that stuff? Do you think, or do you think that Cuban cigars in the United States, because of the embargo, just have such this, such an allure to them that it just makes them just seem so much better than they really are? Because I feel like they're kind of mild, in my opinion. Yeah, well, so it's kind of, it's you know... It, tremendously loaded question right mm-hmm. like it's, are cuban cigars better than nicaraguan dominican well if it's just the the cigar then i would i would have to say no because you're looking at consistency um you know the the burn the you know fermentation um you know the the whole the whole package but is the tobacco better it's when it's good tobacco and it's um you know, fermented aged properly, it's it's pretty damn good tobacco. But yeah. I it? think that you know they, unfortunately, you know, the quality just went down. So it's yeah, not, it's I didn't mean to come at you with both barrels, bro. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, but that's right. It's but, loaded. That's a yeah, loaded question. But, but I think I think the way yeah, it's the, it's the mystique of it. What we can't have. That's what we. That's well, what the we allure, right? Like yeah, hey, people, yeah, I, I can't do that. that so it makes me want to do that. Well, uh, didn't someone tell us on the show before, it might have been a guest that said, if you get a box of Cubans, there's usually like one or two that you have to throw out and they're just unsmokable because like the right. quality control isn't there or something like along those lines. Yeah. And I've actually funny, heard that. Yeah. Someone what's told funny us is that. that with the Cuban. Yeah. And that's, and that's for the most part true. I don't buy enough boxes or any boxes of Cubans to, to really put an opinion on it. But um, I've smoked Cubans that have been, have been plugged. I've purchased um, Cubans when I've been traveling that have been, um, you know, not, not of the best quality. So, but that's on the Cuban side, it's almost accepted. Like for mm-hmm. United, if we put out a box and there's one that's plugged, forget it. Mm-hmm. You're done. Like, Oh, you know, these are all plugged. It's all this, it's all that. But on the Cuban side, people will buy boxes knowing that they're going to throw away, you know, two, three, four, five of them because they're, they're not constructed right. So, I always say those beach cigars are my my favorite to give my friends who don't <laughs> smoke cigars because you tell them, hey, this is a Cuban, and then they take two puffs of it, and you know they're going to do it because you've given them cigars in the past. Yeah. And then you find yeah. them in an ashtray with two two puffs taken off of them, right? and they're just sitting there, and you're like, see what I'm saying? What if this yeah. was a $100 cigar? Right. Yeah, asshole. Yeah, that's a hundred. But it's the same. I mean, you guys are big bourbon, right? There are, there are some brands that you probably drink that are – um, you know, just coveted and people are like, oh, this is the best. And then you're like, actually, 
I can buy this bottle for a quarter of the price, and it's ten times what that is. I, I mm-hmm. even like that with cigars. Yeah, like, yeah. there's I, there are brands now, and I I know I can speak on behalf of both of these guys. I'm sure that, that we have very similar uh, opinions on this, but there are some cigars that are just you know in that Davidoff esque price range, and you're like. I could get a very similar, if not better, smoking experience with like, you you know, a, a brand that costs one fifth the price. You can get a five pack for what you paid for one, and you'll enjoy the five pack better. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I'm in a very fortunate position. I think I can speak for both the other guys too in the show that like going to PCA, we get these samples of some of these like newer companies that throw out super premium price points. And I'm like, man, if I didn't get this for free, I'd be really upset. Right. right. Like, and I would, I I feel like I owe that when I review this cigar to at least say that because I think we, you know, overall need to make sure that we're not throwing these crazy price tags out there when there is products that, you know, a $10 United stick, the amount of care that went into putting that $10 stick out. And you see a new company that might be out, you know, only three, four years and they're throwing out only forty, fifty dollar things and you're like, This was not that good. <laughs> like Right. Well I think you know, and I'll I'll just talk on, on the United side. You know, what how do you you just have to justify it. The manufacturer does, you know, why why is it like that? And it can't just be the aged tobacco. And I know, you know, we I've had that question asked to me a hundred times about Atabay and Byron and Alfonso, but at least, you know, there's, there's what I, I can say is some sort of a justification behind it because it's sitting and it's aging and it's not only aging in, in 70% and not only in the, you know, what we know as the cedar to be used Spanish cedar. You know, he's using different cedars. Um, he's bringing humidity down to 40% and back up to 70. <coughs> So he's doing this over the course of five years so that the cigar can clean itself out. And that's why it's so smooth. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm losing it. Um, <laughs> it can be so smooth when you're smoking. Get some water, like when, bro. Right. <laughs> he needs some milk. I, Get him some my, milk. You need some I whiskey. Poured myself, yeah. I, well, I poured myself a tequila and then. Oh, that's I was a good rushing, I, Well, I shouldn't say I was rushing in here because that was before. Wrong but, pipe. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I left it. I left it out there. So anyway, I'll get it after. But, um. Oh, you, you know, can go grab like, it. I go smoke, grab it. I smoke an Atabay, and it's just my palate feels clean, and I can smoke another cigar, and I can smoke five Atabays in a day, and my palate isn't, you know, totally blasted. I can still taste things because it goes through that cleansing process, that aging process. So it's just like bourbons and whiskeys. You know, the more time it ages, well. There's a there's a cost involved in that, and if you're taking steps and you're not just letting it sit and you're forgetting about it in a in a room, and you're taking care over those five years, well, then there's there's a reason behind it. Yeah, I guess I should rephrase my statement on that. Like, you guys have already done proof of concept. Like, right. when you no, got, I, I didn't think that as yeah. personal. No, no, no. Practice, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, I need to clarify that in general for the listeners because I don't want to shit on you know be like. So, oh, this guy said these brands came out and charged fifty dollars. Hey, listen, if you come out with a fifty dollars cigar, you better taste like a fifty dollars cigar. That's my only point. Right. But like, uh, I just think, like I said, you guys have done this process. You, uh, yeah, from like I said, down to your, 
you know, entry level all the way to your super premiums. And there are numerous brands that, you know, wouldn't even touch $20. And they're putting out, I think, in my opinion, better cigars than some of these other companies that are doing that. Yeah, for sure. And it's all, I mean, cigars are all subjective. And I feel like the, you know, our, our industry is under this microscope more than any other industry Mm. because there are like, I mean, you guys are spending probably hundreds of dollars on certain bottles. So each pour is pretty expensive and we still all go out. I think unless you guys are all vegetarians, but we go out for steaks and we'll spend 50 bucks on a steak. Right. And be like, yeah. that was damn good. But sometimes we spend 50 bucks and we're like, oh, that wasn't, I can cook a, a steak at home. I but think now, you're spot no, you on. You can't even cook. That's yeah, a great analogy. A, yeah. You can't even cook a steak now for, um, you know, for cheap, right? Ribeyes are like 20, you're buying one ribeye, it's 24 bucks that like you have to then cook. You have to season, you have to do everything. You go out to a uh, restaurant. You're right. Yeah. I mean, you go to some restaurants and you're like, holy God, man, that was fucking amazing. And then you go to, you know, the one down the road from that place have the same exact cut, and you're like, I could have did without that. I mean, eh, right. Nothing Hell, Wendy's is $20 for a combo meal now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might have enjoyed yeah. that better. It's expensive. May have. And, and think about the amount of you know times that a cigar is is touched, right, from the from the seed all the way up. All right? they say, you know, the, 200 hands they say or something? Three, 300, 322 hands. I mean, oh, yeah. the, those numbers can vary, right? But by the time it, it reaches – the the end consumer yeah it's, it's a lot of a lot of people touching it so uh it sh- they should be expensive but we look at it and we're like ah 15 bucks i don't know if i'm gonna spend that but then we go out and we sit down and have a steak and we're done eating it in you know half an hour we might be at dinner for an hour and a half but you're consuming that steak within 20 minutes so you just spent 50 bucks on a 20 minute steak Nothing better than like a ten dollar cigar that lasts you like an hour and a half, and it's a great smoke through. I touched on it. It was a United cigar. I had it yesterday. Yeah, Yeah. the 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 fucking Bandolero, the small little uh, Serie. I mean, the thing went for an hour and a half. I couldn't believe it. I was, even I was like, God damn! All right, I was. This is a quick. This was a quick smoke for me. And here we are. I'm still smoking it an hour and a half. Yeah, our, our red our red anchor starts to push. You know, push the envelope for us. Um, you know, this gunner six and a half by 43, the captain, um, which, you know, which I have, I was going to light up. That's a five by 50. Those are $20, it's $20 six. So it starts to, you know, starts to be expensive. So now at that range, people will smoke it and be like, nah, is it worth it? I think it is. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Those red anchors anchors. are fire. I haven't had a bad one yet, but I do laugh though. Like, it's very interesting that you even brought up how, like on the Cuban side, just, outside of this type of market that you know a fuck up or two is expected but like i i even am guilty of it like i've told this story before on the show about how like as a birthday gift i got jerry a davidoff you're the ox and you know it's a 60 dollar stick and the thing fucking blew up on him and i was pissed and i never let and it's fucking you know davidoff he's been holding a grudge for four years on davidoff for that (laughs) Listen, it's a four-year yeah. grudge. Yeah. He won't let it go. And hey, listen, we still get the Zodiac series every year. Yeah, every though. year, every year, it's a staple. We have to review it. So yeah, but like even on that end, like we don't forget. Like, is it Zodiac or is it Chinese calendar? Or, it's a Chinese calendar. Chinese calendar. Sorry, no, yeah, I, I, I had to think. I'm like Zodiac. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> the Lunar New Year. Oh, that Aquarius cigar is to die Which, for. 
Which is February 10th, the Chinese uh, Vietnamese New Year. That's my birthday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Saturday. Well, happy happy pre-birthday. Yeah, man. Good I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna smoke a red anchor for that one. There you go. Amen. Yeah. There you go. Hey, 252 listen. years old. I see. It's, yeah. got the color. it's got the colors. There we go. I had that yellow, gold, red. Hey, I still got that special size you gave us at PCA last year. Oh, you yeah, gave us this yeah, land. It's probably that one, the captain. It might be the it gunner. It literally is. It, it is the gunner. Unless it's shorter, then it's the Cooper. Ooh, it's one or the other. You told us, it, like, the, you can't, they, they're not retail, I believe, at the time or something. Yeah, no, that, there was also a maybe a Lancero I think it was a Maduro. Lancero. Oh, that's. That's my so. That's yeah, your. That was. That's it, the I one. Think it's the, yeah, because I. That's still in my box at home. I have not touched that one yet. Yeah, it's a. It was a land like almost like a Lancero. Uh, yeah, Maduro. Yeah. Yep. You were like, this is this is for you guys. I was like, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Especially yeah, so that's, that's mine. That kind of started the reblend of the United blend. That's but awesome. for the for the Lancero, I wanted a, a little more kick, and um, I just wanted to kind of make it, you know, make it mine because I wanted something that at events or when I'm, you know, just kind of around, I could I can hand out as something special. That's pretty cool. I might save that one for when I make the trip to PCA because I still got it. You're gonna bring it to PCA? Yeah, why not? I, I, You're gonna bring cigars I'll, to PCA? I'll, I'll, well, I'll, I'll tell smoke you, it I'll when we're on our free not. time. So if you come by the booth, I might just give you one, and I'm gonna cut it and then light it. When you're there, so you have to smoke it. Well, I 100% will do that. Yeah. No doubt about so, it. Save that one at home. You don't have to travel with. Yeah, because that It's Vegas... going to look like a double corona in Caleb's hands. Don't let this camera fool you. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that lack of humidity in Vegas isn't good for cigars. All right, maybe you. I'll smoke it for your birthday then, Jerry. Uh, yeah. No. There you go. There we go. Yeah. But uh, that being said, I had one little last question. We're getting ready to wrap up, obviously, the interview part of things. Um, yeah. Are you going to be a TGS? You going to the Great Smoke? No. Um, you're talking about the uh, Abe's? Yeah. And Smoke In? No. I'll be one there. Year, one year I got to get there. I'll be there. there. Uh, it's for my wife's birthday. Yeah. We're going to Florida for my wife's birthday. So we'll be down there. She's excited. Oh, nice. she's ecstatic. We're, I mean, we're in Buffalo, like I said. Any getaway during the winter is good getaway. So. Guy, guy planned a week-long vacation. But I'm going to take this one day for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this whole day, I'm going to go to TGS. I'm going to go to the tailgate after. I'm going to go to the after party. And then I'm going to send an Uber back to our Airbnb. She's not going to be alone. She has family down there. Um, her whole family's actually coming. So they've they got like one giant Airbnb pools. And uh, nice. we're bringing the baby. You know, she's already picked out the little bikinis and all that. <laughs> the sun hats and all that. And so, Beautiful. yeah. The baby will be yeah, down so, there. Yeah, so you got to have some, you know, some some personal time. Yeah, some dad time. Well deserved. Some, yeah, some father Absolutely. time. Dad exactly. Dad yeah. needs his time. Yeah, the man cave is back in Buffalo, so you're going to go to the outdoor man cave where all the other men are smoking. Correct. <laughs> and women. Before before that day, set up a spa day or some nails or something, so that there there can't be there shouldn't be any any pushback. Oh no no, my wife is she was 100 percent on board. She's like, oh, we're going to go oh, to Florida. Awesome. I said. Well, I'm going to go for just TGS. She's like, oh, no, no, no. Well, I'll go. Well, I'll go for five days. I'm cool with that. I'll sit on the beach all day. I was like, okay, perfect. She's like, you can do whatever the hell you want. I'll hang out with my cousins all day. We'll go to the beach. We'll have a good time. 
That's awesome. I have this irrational fear that the baby's going to get eaten by a shark, though. So, like, I'm really, <laughs> like, this shit freaks me out. I don't like the ocean. No, I know that sounds kid, insane. Yeah. Well, my kids are like that, too. We're right, right by the ocean. I don't like it. But there are too many videos. There are too many videos online, and there was one I just saw the other day where a guy was filming on the beach, and there was like, I don't know what kind of shark it was, but it came up in like knee-deep water. He's Fuck like, I thought it was, and it like that. beached up because it was trying to get a, a fish. He's like, man, I thought it was safe in like knee-deep. No. So I got a funny story, and this is why I don't fuck with the ocean, and I'll share this with you. Uh, before, it used to be like an annual trip, me and my buddy, we would all go down to like North Carolina, and it's like called Sunset Beach. And we're chilling in the water. It's literally like, like I said, just below knee deep. And my or my buddy's like, "Yo, check this out!" And he reaches in the water and pulls this shark up by its fin. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm not fucking what? going in the water now, yeah, ever again." Yeah, I will never Dude, go in the water. Was a little, again. little little sand shark. Yo, he just grabbed that shit. He's like, "Look at that! That's a fucking nope. shark, bro." I'm Hell like, no. "Yeah, yes. nope, fuck I- that." Uh, I'm gonna be on the beach. Yeah, they got those tiger sharks, the bull sharks, the great whites, Yo. the tiger sharks. Them things are all fucking mean too, all of them. And, and, and it wasn't big; it was like the size of like a fucking like wiener dog. No, Let me tell you yeah, something: that shit will still sand, take a chunk sand out sand of your calf and not even think twice. Right. I, I was have in, that. I already got small calves. I was in Fort Lauderdale and I swam by a manatee and it freaked the hell out of me. I had no idea what this thing was. I saw this big fat thing <laughs> swimming in the water. Thought it was a big fat shark, and I was I got I turned around. So fast, and it was just a manatee. Yeah, but you're not yeah, gonna be. A... It's just, it's the unknown. You can't, you can't feel anything. <laughs> you you don't want to open your eyes underwater and get that salt in your eyes. Yeah, no, no. nope. But uh, that being said, um, dude, thanks for coming on. Thank you for sending us uh, some stuff, you and you know, yeah. I, I appreciate the time, and I'm looking forward to seeing you and the guys at uh, PCA. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Uh, any closing notes for you? Anything you want the audience to know? Plug your stuff too, uh, by the way. No, yeah, check us out on uh, you know on social media. We're at at United Cigars. Give us uh you know we'd appreciate a, a follow and, uh, and and a like and and uh, yeah if you guys can you know just go out and support United. We're a small you know small boutique company. Uh, I do a ton of traveling and uh, you know trying to trying to provide you know good product. Uh, at a fair price and uh, you know we just appreciate the the support it's a it's been it's been a grind and uh you know it's it's just fun fun out there meeting new people and and sharing sharing stories like you know we are tonight and um you know doing uh doing what we love i can speak from firsthand on this uh oliver you have to be one of the nicest guys in the industry uh very approachable very nice uh easy to talk to thank you thank you great guy so man, look, we're not we're not curing cancer. We're not doing brain surgery. We're we're making products that we all love, right? And we all smoke, and we just want to share that. And uh, so I, I I appreciate that. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you get back to whatever Home Depot project you're working on with those Dewalt <laughs> headphones you got on. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I appreciate the time, and uh, we'll chat real soon. Okay, absolutely. And we'll see you guys out there. We'll get uh, get you a United Lancero. Hello, man. man. <laughs> All right. See you, bro. Right, we'll Thank see you, guys. you Have a good night. Thank see you, you, dude. Have a good night. All right. All right. Caleb, we have a couple things to get to. We have a cigar review that we're kind of in the middle of. Um, 
What do, what do we what do we got next, buddy? All right, right now it is time for Patrol Gone Wild, brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, makers of such fine cigars such as Mi Querida, Sin Compromiso, Sombra Mesa, and many others. So without further ado, Jerry, let's play that shit. Patrol Gone Wild, we're doing it big. All right, I'm up first, and I got a crazy story. This is out of the Virginia, D.C. area. We have a Target employee gets a hundred years. For killing a coworker who stole his lunch. I, I mean, it sounds funny, but it is a pretty morbid story. So uh, we have a former Target employee. He was sentenced to 100 years for killing uh, a colleague who stole his lunch out of the break room fridge. Uh, we have Bazin Burhi, 25. He completely admitted he sought revenge on his 58-year-old coworker, uh, Hernan, who was a janitor at Target because he stole and ate his lunch out of the company fridge in the break room. <laughs> Um, he purchased a hammer and a pair of knives from the target, which they both worked at. And then he met the, uh, the victim out in the parking lot early in the morning before the shift started. And that's where he, you know, he beat him to death with a hammer and stabbed him. Um, he said he was having a really bad day. He was facing immigration issues. Uh, he was afraid of being sent back home. I believe he was from Ethiopia, so he was really afraid to go back home. He he just was having a bad day on top of his lunch being stolen. Um, he totally admitted to everything. Uh, and he said, he, he even told the judge and the victim's family at the time, he said, I made sure he was dead in less than a minute so he didn't suffer. Um, he's going to serve 70 years in prison for the murder and a suspended sentence of 30 years, so... Hundred years total, so this guy will be in jail till he dies. Um, I mean, people we, are killing to stay in this country. We have literally dealt with people like this. Uh, uh, you, really? You, no, not people that murder people. No, but immigration well, of, well actually, I take that back. Yeah, um, you deal with murderers. Yeah, I deal with murderers all the time. <laughs> um, I mean, like this dude ate another dude's lunch. Oh, yeah, listen, yeah. You listen. probably have coworkers that do that, right? Yeah, I understand yeah. the frustration. I'm not saying I would kill someone. Imagine you're nine hours into this busy ass shift, and you go to eat your fucking lunch, and then you just see some dude eating it. I mean, we have a coworker, and he, we're gonna have words. Yeah, we might fist fight. Like, but I'm not gonna bludgeon him with a hammer. Yeah, that's no. a that's a little much. I like that he patronized the target as well. <laughs> thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, he bought the the murder weapons at the store he worked at to kill the employee that also worked there, too. He probably got an employee discount. Oh, man. Murdering on a budget. It'd be like that. Oh, 100 man. years, though. That's all. Well, it was because it was well, so remember, this remember, this is in Florida, so. No, no. <laughs> it, well, it was, uh, no, it was actually in Virginia, right outside oh. of D.C. Oh, never mind. So okay. uh, the guy ran away and was found 10 miles away from the D.C. Virginia area. So D.C. Virginia area, so. Yeah, I think and he, was he play- may have gone a tad bit overboard. I don't condone murder, but I get how mad, get being mad. Here's the thing. The madness would end the day after. You're like, ah, oh, fucking asshole. You're going to buy me fucking lunch tomorrow. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. That would have been, been a fair solution. Yeah, yeah right? Like, yes. you are going to buy me lunch now, or I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> or you just, how about that? Or you just steal his lunch the next day. That guy didn't bring lunch. Probably, I can clearly, tell you right now, clearly, that guy did yeah. not bring lunch. Clearly, yeah. he didn't because he stole lunch. Yeah, yeah. He's a lunch. He's the lunch stealer. Yeah, was. Uh, I got another Florida, uh, Florida story. Uh, Florida woman tries to kill her husband uh, after she found a postcard from an ex girlfriend from six 
fucking decades ago. Uh, this is the most woman story I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. You're a crazy life. bitch, but you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> little buck cherry. Yeah. Uh, a 71-year-old Florida woman is charged with attempted murder, aggravated battery, and witness tampering after allegedly attacking her husband. The dispute arose when her husband received a postcard from a woman that dated 60 years ago. The woman, married for over five decades, was arrested on Sunday at their Miami-Dade County apartment in Eastern Shores, as reported by WPLG-TV. Online records indicate her booking info, Miami-Dade County Jail, on Monday. Uh, Detailed charges include second-degree attempted murder, aggravated aggravated battery, and tampering with a witness. Um, This is fucking insane. I think the story is low-key kind of funny uh this is such woman logic uh this lady is possibly dead she might not even be alive anymore but the guy just you know it was like sentimental to him at some point she probably found it in some old dusty shoe box tucked away in a closet and she was doing some spring cleaning and was like motherfucker (laughs) this motherfucker you're talking, they're in their 70s, so six years ago. You're talking about like his teenage high school sweetheart, perhaps. So this is like from the high school days. We ain't talking about yeah. text messages, no, bro. No, no, yeah. We're talking about a, a fucking handwritten postcard. Fuck, man. This shit could have been from the Titanic. Who the fuck knows, dude? <laughs> that is wild. Like, this is some crazy ass shit, man. Um, the one question I guess I have, obviously, I, I have to direct this question to Geo is... Um, I understand the attempted murder shit, but do you think that the husband's actually going to be like a complainant on this? I mean, well, there was some battery. Like, how bad did she fuck this dude up? Like, I want to know his. Like, I don't know. What if she stabbed? So battery is just assault in some states, right? I don't know the definite like what the injuries are. Like, she did some crazy shit. Like, what if she like stabbed you in the nuts or something? Yeah, you're going to jail. Do you think that he's going to be a complainant though? If it's nothing severe, no, but I think like Florida is typically uh, more punitive, so I don't know if they're one of those situations where they need a complainant for that high of a charge. Oh, so you're saying I'm like maybe at like an information and belief kind of situation. Well, it's a domestic like, incident, like, so that's why I would think. Sure. So yeah. like you're coming into like OJ Simpson shit, and yeah. you're getting to points where like you can make this arrest just solely based on the fact that it's a domestic incident. Right. So, and like in New York, that gets prosecuted without complaint. And so I can only imagine Florida, like they have a little bit uh, more hardline uh, criminal justice view. So that would just be my guess on that. I think that. Can I ask you a question? And you can answer it honestly. Do you have any sentimental things that like maybe an ex-girlfriend or somebody you really cared about in the past had made you or. Just something you, you know, not for safekeeping, but just like, you know, just something you have tucked away. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's like a random gift that I got, like that it's something that was actually used. Like, I'm not going to, I just off the top of my head, I can't think. Of I have had the same dresser for 16 plus years of my life. Uh-huh. Uh, in the top drawer, and I'm almost positive my wife has to know about this, but there's definitely things from ex-girlfriends and stuff in there that are just there. I mean, it's not hurting anybody. We're not talking about like, hey, how you doing? Or like reaching in through the DMs. Uh, we're talking about just like things that like ex-girlfriends have made you or like things that were like, 
you know, in that moment, they're just like their memories at that point. Why do, why do you feel like you're not allowed to keep a memory of something that like an ex-girlfriend had made you or something in the past? Like, I'm sure I have old photos. There's no maliciousness to like it. That. Do you have anything like that, Caleb? Um, old photos? Not really, unless it's like a tagged photo that I'm in. Uh, I'm kind of the guy who once it's over, I throw everything out. Really? Oh, yeah. I've had uh, like scrapbooks that exes have made. And stuff like that. I've I've literally just thrown it in the fire and been like, to ashes to ashes. So you took the the literal name scrapbook and scrap scrap the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah. not I'm not too sentimental uh, when it comes to it, and you got to get over it. If you're if you're not getting over someone by getting under someone else, uh, just burn everything and get rid of it. All right. Uh, <laughs> that being said, maybe I'm just a little different. Uh, Here's the thing. I just want to throw this out there. If my wife were to be like, yeah, I threw all that shit in the trash, I really wouldn't give a fuck. So, yeah. Uh, that being said, Gio, you had a story. So, uh, we got here. Crazed conspiracy theorist wanders onto National Guard base after allegedly beheading his father. Ooh, that's quite the headline, bud. Justin <laughs> Moan, 33, was found in a Fort. Indian Town Gap Complex with a gun and wandering around after he had already had a uh, a warrant for a murder put out for him. Uh, Justin went a little crazy down the QAnon rabbit hole, and you know I feel like this just couldn't have been more appropriate given uh, our buddy QAnon Caleb. You know, careful, buddy. We don't want you going down this you know path. I- I'm but- not that crazy. I guess no he, uh, his mother found his father's beheaded body just in the home, and then they put out the, you know, they made the determination that, you know, he was responsible after he posted a YouTube video holding a severed head saying, this here is, <clears throat> excuse me, a retired federal government employee for 20 years, and he's gone now. And yes, it's my dad. And I like, I was like, holy fuck, this dude's nuts. I like the uh, the graphic that you made, Gio, yeah, with like the guy it. with the tinfoil hat. So I actually <laughs> did not make this. I w- was able to recruit our handy dandy graphic designer, Caleb. He's getting pretty fucking good. I gotta say, yeah, they're yeah. kind of clever. I will say, you've been doing a bomb job on the on the graphics lately, Caleb. Yeah. Been been working on it. But isn't it? Uh, I mean, you have to admit, it is kind of fun, right? Like you can get a little graphics. creative. Yeah. It, lets you, it lets you dive into that part of your brain that probably doesn't get used that often, yeah. and lets not you just get a little wild on not, the canvas. Not at my uh, normal uh, seven to three job. I can't get yeah. that creative at work. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I did a little reading, and this video actually like made a lot of like YouTube videos and headlines and podcasts that I listen to because a lot of people talk about like an upcoming civil war between like the government, the deep state, and this and that, and they're saying that this guy put out like a whole thing like. That you know you can't trust the deep state this and that he like you guys call me joke around QAnon Caleb this guy took like my craziness times a hundred maybe there's times always 000. somebody out there that will out Caleb Caleb oh yeah Dude. well there's always someone who's uh better bigger better stronger faster than you so this guy just uh well, he out conspiracies me I mean I, I don't want to give any praise to this man no 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 no, no, no he's a he's a he's piece a of shit and murderer, murderer and killed his dad like. He's a sc- well, allegedly killed his dad. Got to confirm. Yeah, allegedly, we're looking. This is probably Pro- probably uh, legit. My my, I mean, until he's convicted, it's alleged. But how about this? It's still 
even if it's not his dad, he severed the head of some man. Mm -hmm. Right. Correct. Yeah, it's a fucked up shit. Like, this dude's nuts. Like, there's crazy, and then there's absolutely fucking bonkers like this guy. Like, you can make the... Like, this is the Charlie Day meme, like, but on steroids. Yeah, for sure. Uh, That being said, Caleb. All right, tune in next week for another Patrol Gone Wild segment brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. And now we will get to our new segment with Caleb. We will indeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will definitely need another pour of that whiskey. It's delicious, by the way. I'll wait till we get through the new segment. I can wait. Don't want to get too tipsy. Uh, but up first, we have uh, Casada. 50th anniversary is debuting at PCA 2024. So Casada Cigars has been around for 50 years now. So huge congrats to those guys for being in the industry for so long. So they are debuting a new limited edition line at uh, 2024 PCA. Um, it is going to be uh, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper covering a Nicaraguan binder and filler tobaccos grown in the Domin- Dominican Republic and Peru. Uh, role that uh, tobacco's the exportation factory in the Dominican Republic. Uh, let me see the size here. Uh, it's going to be six and a quarter by fifty-six Toro Presenza Um It's going to have an MSRP of seventeen dollars, and then there is also going to be a six by sixty Perfecto, which will be nineteen dollars each. Uh, the Toro Presenzado is limited to twenty-two hundred boxes, and the Perfecto is limited to only two hundred boxes. Um, in addition to that, they're creating two special humidors as well with their, this release containing a hundred box press, six and a quarter by fifty-six Toros, and uh ten six by sixty perfectos as well. So they're gonna have the humidors with that as well. Uh set to debut at PCA uh March twenty-third through twenty-fifth in Las Vegas. You'll fucking be there, bro. Uh second to that, what did I say about this cigar? Uh it's gonna be a good one. Or I, it's something we should definitely review. I didn't know you were doing this as part of the new segment today, but I said, fellas, this is a cigar that we absolutely have to get. This is a brand that we don't do too often on the show, but it's one of those brands that, for some reason to me, has a very distinctive flavor profile that I absolutely love. So this is a cigar that I made sure I you know, sent a little screenshot to the boys in the GC and was like, yo, we are definitely getting this, because this is a sleeper brand that I really, really enjoy. I yeah, mean, we haven't done it since the Oktoberfest. Yeah, Correct. the Oktoberfest, that was one. I mean, you love the barbecue pigs when they co- collab with Pravada. Yes. I mean, they've, they've done some really, really nice uh, smokes. I, they gave us a few things at PCA last year. I don't remember the exact blends, but I know I smoked one of them. I just don't remember what it was, though, off the top of my head. Sure. Do you? I cannot can't, remember. I can't recall it. It was good. All right. Up next, we have ZZ Top's Billy Gibbons is entering the cigar business. Uh, Frontman is ZZ Top. Uh, he's entering the cigar business. He did so at TPE 2024. Oliver uh, actually mentioned this story exactly. while we were talking to him. Exactly. So you guys will hear a little bit about that in the episode. Uh, it will be hitting shelves this February, so this month. Um, it is out of Debonair House, uh, where they do their tobacco products. Uh, band is pretty cool. It actually is uh, the front man himself on the band. It's a black and silver band on there. Um, they are doing five different cigars. So they're doing a, a Bellicoso Habano, Bellicoso Maduro, Robusto Maduro, uh, Toro Habano, and a Toro Maduro as well. Um, they are also doing a humidor, which uh, there's going to be 5,000 humidors, uh, 1,000 skews of each. 
Um, it comes with a Zippo lighter as well and a signature on there as well and another uh, torch flame insert there too. Uh, humidors are going to be 300 per set. Um, it's actually rather reasonable. Inexpensive. That's not bad. 300 bucks? Yeah, yeah for a humidor, I mean, with the humidor. There's some cigar boxes that are coming out that are going to retail right around 285 that I'm going to buy, and you don't get shit except the cedar box and the 20 cigars. Yeah. I don't have any Normally these like, humidor things are like 1200 when they do these crazy <laughs> Yeah, when they're all lacquered up and they look fucking yeah. super nice. And I mean, this might be one that you just... Maybe the boys just decide, let's go fucking threes on well, it and put one up. I... I when it comes to these celebrity collabs, it's kind of hit or miss. But if they're good, the next time they do it, they like quadruple in price. So, like, I mean, I think of like this the, comes back to one of those like, who do you fucking think you are yeah. entering the industry, setting the price at that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this obviously was set at a price point where, all right, boys, let's let's get our shit out there. Well, he actually does have a bunch of like sweet. I think they're sweet tip cigars or they're wraps and he sells, um, they're t- called twin turbo packs. Uh, there's a classic, a Coco Moco and a sweet spot. Huh. And I believe I, I can't tell if they're sweet tip cigars or something, but they're only, uh, two forty nine a package. So they're small. I'm not really too sure what they are, but, uh, I mean, Billy's been a fan of cigars and you could see him smoking cigars in plenty of pictures all over. So he's always enjoyed cigars throughout his whole life. So it's about time he got in the industry. He said, all right. Makes sense. Cool. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Could also, be, I love how Caleb that. doesn't know how to work the remove background button. I literally no, no, I was don't. just no. thinking that when I was looking at his thumbnail. For this one? I said, No, I wanted to keep it up. Couldn't no, like you could just remove the background on the thumbnail and it, it would just good. be the bottle. Yes, it, it would. I didn't think it would look good. You can outline it. It's all right. I didn't, but, whatever. Oh, I didn't, right. You know, I, I like the Caleb. Bad. That's yeah, how you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Caleb made the thumbnail, guys. Yep, yep, <laughs> well, yep. I, I, I experimented with removing the background. I didn't think it would look good. So I thought the that white... That picture the right there, remove good. the background, add a fucking uh, uh, sticker maker. Oh, my God. That oh. shit would look crispy. Oh, well, excuse me, Mr. Sir, and your expertise. But on to our third story <laughs> of the new segment with Caleb. We have uh, Redwood Empire Whiskey. They are unveiling a new small lot series. I'm really looking forward to this because I do actually like Redwood Empire a ton. They put out some great products. I just e- had a little of their cast strength the other day. Uh, Adam gave me a little of it, just like oh, a little, had some. little nip of it. Oh, man, it was really good. Super sweet. Uh, it was an uncut, unfiltered. I think it was right around 115 proof. It was really good. Yeah, I really enjoy I enjoy like their standard line, just like the basic bottles, the red, the green, and the blue that you see on shelves. Then you have like the special edition, the, the Rocket Top, and what is that, the Grizzly Bear? This is the Grizzly Beast. Grizzly. You're right. I can't remember. Hey, but listen, you bought me this gift. Know it. <laughs> I, I really enjoy their line. So if you guys are a fan of Redwood Empire, be on the lookout for these products. Uh, they are coming out uh, March 2024. Uh, obviously, this is a California product. Uh, just If you're a fan of Whiskey Man, just be on the lookout for this. Be out next month. Perfect. Um, yes. I know we discussed this. Obviously, that was the news, right? We're done with the news. Yep, that's it. I got it all. Uh, fellas, we are announcing a giveaway. That's how we're going to do it. Yep. Uh, this is going to go. It's going to be from here until... So this episode won't air. will air in... I can tell you exactly the date. Ready? Yeah. 
Will this be the 14th on Valentine's Day? This, this episode is going to come out on the 14th. Uh, the 21st, we're going to be doing a crazy DTT giveaway. Um, there's going to be hats. There's going to be cigars. There's going to be... Who the fuck knows? There might be a bunch of different shit. Uh, I know that this is going to be a crazy giveaway. Uh, fortunate enough to have sponsors like DTT. I'll throw in some extra stuff that I have. Okay, there's well... a couple of things that I wanted to get rid of. All right. Not so. get rid of. Well, <laughs> wow, Jesus, bro. Not get rid of in a sense that... I like don't like him. It's just like I have too much, and that's. Uh, this is a Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust exclusive giveaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be doing that on the twenty first. So just make sure you guys are getting in. Um, we're going to do it how we normally do it. Make sure you guys are sending us a picture of the the subscription, subscription and then tag, tag two, two people. Make sure you're following us and DTT. Super easy. Gets you involved. Uh, last time. Yeah, man, we got a bunch of entries. It was a lot of fun, but we're not going to push it as hard this time, so make sure you guys are yeah. listening. I'll push this clip out, but that'll be about it. Yeah, you'll have the post that'll come out. I'll put it up this. So our normal episode posts are up somewhere between like 8 and 9 a.m., depending on you know when I set the auto. I'll make sure that post is out by noon, so everyone has a chance to get their early listens in and know where it's at. So I will say it then. Um Obviously, we know Saturday we have Sokka coming on yeah. the show with us. It's my birthday. It's the start of the Chinese calendar or the Chinese New Year. Uh, really, really cool shit. We got a bunch of stuff coming up, so we're gonna do that giveaway. Um, yeah. yeah, stay stay tuned. That'll be picked on the twenty first. So uh, obviously, when you guys listen to this next week on the fourteenth, seven days later or. Never mind. Just don't fuck Put with it my this math. Way. Don't fuck with my math. Sounds about right. After you guys listen to this, you have to the next episode. And that's it. That's the easiest way to say it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And on that episode, we'll announce it with the one, the only, the legend, Steve Saka himself. So basically you have from when Geo posts this after this episode, you have like the next six days to get this. Yeah. And that's it. Because I'm going to close it. We're announcing it on Saturday. And then, yeah. Well, that's going to be an early record, so you guys are going to have till we'll say, nine a.m. Anything after that, I'm not going to be able to enter you, and I have too much. We have too much shit to do for that day. It's just not saying I don't like you guys, but not time constraints much. are time constraints. Not that much. That being said, Caleb, any closing notes to the episode? No, no, we got to do the sky review. We got to hit that up. Yeah, those would be the closing notes. Any closing <laughs> notes? All right, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll fly through this review. So long episode. This today. is a long episode. Uh, obviously. Dude, I didn't even want to kick. I didn't even want to kick fucking Oliver no, off, man. We could talk to man. that dude for a while. I could talk to that guy. I mean, that guy is amazing. So I'll fly through my review. We'll just get it done quickly. We uh, roganed it today. Appearance, giving it a nine. Uh, Burn, giving it a nine as well. I had no issues. Maybe touched it up one time, but just because the construction on the cigar was so good, it was warranted a touch up here and there just to make sure the smoke was still going. Uh, big fat stack of dimes. Uh, you could it asked only when you tapped it. You could have held this thing. You could have just, like, the, the ash could have stayed up the whole time. Nine and a half there. Draw, I did a straight cut. Uh, nine as well. Enjoyment, having Oliver on. Nine and a half. Overall score got me a 46 times it by two. 92 for me. Uh, I'm going to hint back to my additional notes. Uh, deep, dark chocolate on the initial cold draw. And you know what? The chocolate flavored, it stayed throughout the whole entire time. 
Get a, got a little bit of light pepper towards the end and definitely a lot of leather notes towards the end as well. So chocolate, leather, light pepper, great cigar. What a banger of a stick. 92, great score. That being said, uh, you're going to laugh. This is pretty funny. And obviously, you know we don't collab this shit. <laughs> uh, the appearance, I gave it a 9. Uh, very, very cool box. If you get a chance to see the box or you can afford a box... Uh, they're somewhere around the range of a thousand dollars. Drop a band. Oh, yeah, you're gonna be dropping a band for this cigar. Uh, the burn nine point five. I didn't even touch this thing up. I mean, this thing was amazing. Uh, construction, just stacks of white ash. Just, I mean, you literally had to ash the thing for it to ash. Uh, awesome cigar. Construction. I gave it a nine. Uh, draw. I gave it a nine. Caleb touched on the clouds of smoke. Uh, Really, really good cigar. Uh, having Oliver on, bringing my overall enjoyment to a 9.5. 46.92 overall. Ooh. Caleb touched on the dark chocolate. I got that as well. Uh, this is a very smooth, creamy cigar. Light notes of pepper on this thing in the retro hail. Uh, very easy smoke. Uh, this is one of those occasion smokes. Um, or if you're just an absolute baller, this could be an everyday smoke. Uh, this thing's amazing. Definitely give it a whirl. I think these dropped in November of last year, so they're yeah. still going to be qualified. We talked it over for our Cigar of the Year. Yeah, if um, it came out in Q4 of the previous year, <clears throat> we're going to allow it to continue. Just based on what has came out, yeah. you know, obviously the end of the year got really hectic. A lot of cigar releases, a lot of guests, a lot of things going on for the show. Um, we had to kind of incorporate that q4 into this year's reviews and i'm sure it'll be the same going forward in the future so that being said caleb or geo how'd you do on your review brother all right i feel like uh part of this i had to give a little bit of a curve grade because my stupid laptop and having to hold my phone to do the interview most of the time i felt like i was doing some crazy balancing if you guys saw it here when you guys have the camera on me i'm sure jerry's got some great b-roll of that but Appearance, I gave this thing a 9.5. I think this is, you know, Atabay, Alfonso, you know, Select Tobacco knows what the fuck they're doing when it comes to putting out a cigar. And, like, just hearing the amount of uh, design that goes into it from Alfonso and all his past, or past like, work, you'd be an asshole if you didn't give this a high grade. <laughs> Burn, I gave this thing an 8.5. Uh, no issues. In that regard, just obviously, I had to touch mine up a little bit more because I'm holding a cell phone throughout. Uh, construction, nine. For as much as I move this fucking thing around, I think I wore one ash, and that's a great thing here because I'm sure there is no one that is going to have to move that thing around as much when they're smoking it as I did in this last couple hours. Draw, I gave this thing a nine as well. Uh, I punched it. I really enjoyed it. Uh for notes, if anyone decides to punch this cigar, uh, it's very firm at the cap. I would recommend definitely giving it a little wiggle just because that's what I had to do the first time, and then it opened up no issues. Enjoyment. I'm right there with you guys. I gave this thing a nine, and man, was this just a fucking awesome cigar. If I got to give this the full attention and just smoke it and talk, I uh, shoot, I might have had to give this an extra two or three points even, but... Overall, that brought it to a 45, bringing it to a 90. I will say, do you feel like this cigar is not a show cigar? 
And by not show cigar, I don't mean like, oh, I mean, this doesn't deserve a review on the show. Do you feel like this cigar is like a cigar that like we need to be smoking when it's just the three of us enjoying a moment, hanging out, like not in this atmosphere? Um, you know how tedious the show can be. I would say this is not an interview episode cigar where there's enough going on where you had to focus on multiple facets. If this was just us bullshitting and I got to, you know totally give it its attention uh i don't see how this couldn't even be like probably into the like maybe even like a 93 94 score in my opinion sure like i feel like all of us at one point or another you you're you know switching the camera caleb's looking shit up like if it's just us bullshitting amongst ourselves and like you know how smoking a cigar normally is for our average listener uh, guys Buy the fucking cigar. It's awesome. That's how I would say it. Like, I don't know if you can afford a five pack or a box like we mentioned before, but it's definitely worth it for an occasion cigar for, you know, one or two of them. And like Oliver said, they're coming back into stock for, you know, the second run. I think they, what, 200, he said at a time they usually will I think make. the ones we got are part of the second run that are just kind of hitting yeah. the shelves. Like, and guys, just so you know, like we said, we didn't, you know... Oliver sent us cigars, yes, but we bought these before. So we spent the $42, you know, for the size. I did not. So, like, Oliver sent us these cigars in the mail. I did not expect them to come in. Yeah. Um, Not that I didn't expect them to come in, like, as far as on time. I had no clue he was sending them. So we did actually purchase these cigars Yeah. So we, on top of it. I, I'm just happy I got another one to smoke. There you go. Now yeah. you got that occasion cigar. So. Yeah. That being said, Caleb. All right. Overall, how'd we do? Overall score on the Alfonso Grand Selection. Ninety-one. Ninety. Well, ninety-one point three three. We'll round down to ninety-one because you know, with the point three three. But great score. <laughs> also, with that being said, guys, just make sure you're checking out the Facebook, the Instagram. Uh, we got. Well, we don't have the Twitter, but subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, check out the uh, TikTok as well. Oh shit! Something just happened with the camera. Um. Just make sure you're following on everything. We appreciate the likes, the comments. Just make sure you guys are keeping up with that. Uh, comment on what you think about this cigar. And if you've had it, you tried it, or if you're thinking about buying it, I highly suggest you should give this some attention. It's a it's a nice bad boy. A nice bad boy. Mm. And if you guys are listening to the After Herf show, make sure you guys are checking that out on the Patreon. Uh, if you're listening to us audio only, make sure you're checking that out on the Cigar Hustler Podcast Network, the number one cigar network on Podbean. Um, that being said, Gio, you got anything to close out with? Uh, thanks again to Oliver for coming on, you know, sending us some cool shit and always making time for the boys. We appreciate you. Looking forward to seeing you at PCA and what United has to offer. Guys, go buy some United cigars. Live United, fellas. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. The Down to Herf podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience.